Hi guys, it's BJ. Apologies to everyone who downloaded the 1-1. Looking forward to our chat with top jock Mitchell Pateman. We had some technical difficulties this morning. Therefore, we're going to have to re-record that interview. So never fear. I will be chatting to him one-on-one on on the 1-1 tomorrow. And uh, my interview with Mitchell Pateman will be made available everywhere you download the 1-1 from tomorrow afternoon onwards. Apologies again. These things happen, but uh, make sure you download my chat with Mitchell Pateman, who is certainly the man of the moment when it comes to West Australian racing. That'll be available again tomorrow afternoon. One one. I am BJ Ryan. Episode seventy nine is sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder. Bet smarter at Betfair. Once again, I'm alongside the one and only Perth racing guru Terry Layton. We're back in one one HQ. Go Terry. G'day BJ. I, um, how are you? First of all, I'm outstanding. You're looking well. I'm outstanding. How are you? Got your eagle eagles polo on there, despite mm. a tough loss. Yeah, on Saturday. I'm staunch. You are staunch. I like that as well. Mm. We don't want fair weather supporters in mm. the uh, the blue and yellow army. Uh, no, I'm well. I'm well. Um, few, um, yeah, spent a few days in the um, in the Sykes chair this week, just recovering from the incident <laughs> at, uh, of last Thursday. But uh, no, I'm glad that um, I'm glad that one thing that people can come together about is my misery and uh, my uh, my misfortune. So um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad the. Uh, the world had a bit of a laugh at my expense, BJ. What are you talking about? What am I talking about? <laughs> Grow up. Give me this girl. Well, for those that you don't know, Terry, uh, well, firstly, we've got to thank Team Taylor for hosting us out at their Bullsbrook property last Thursday where we got to have a uh, burn around, have a look at their stable and their tracks and their horses and uh, we were welcomed with open arms by uh, Jimmy and Brittany and Lockie and all the team out there at Taylor Racing Stables. Uh, and one of the conditions of entry was that Terry had to <laughs> jump in the yards and, uh, and uh, pick, pick up some of the, uh, the horse manure, uh, jumped in with OBH, who uh, you put the polish on prior to uh, his victory at Belmont last Saturday declared uh, basically across the board on the 1-1 for all your listeners out there. I hope you got some of the early early money. But yeah, thi- they knew, didn't they? Things really took a turn for the better when Terry hopped into the yard of the a unraced two-year-old filly by the name of Spin a Long Time. And uh, the, there was some footage captured by Brittany Taylor that that uh, ended up on Twitter of, um, of Terry meeting, um, getting a bit of a rude shock when he jumped into Spittle Long Time's yard. And uh, it's fair to say it was well received by the uh, by the Twitterati and uh, I would almost call it viral content guru. <laughs> viral content, yeah. No, there was a bit uh, – there was a few uh, few personal messages flying around as well. A few people were um, a little bit uh, flat that Spittle Long didn't take a couple more strides and um, <laughs> give me a little Glen Archer through the, uh, through, through the fence, to be honest with you. But, uh <laughs> Yeah, no, good good stuff. We, I'm glad we all had a laugh at my expense. So it's probably been, well, it has been our most popular uh, Twitter post on at <laughs> the one, at the one one pod. 104 likes. Now, over and under, how many how many views do you reckon the, the footage has got at, oh, right now? 104 likes. Well, I know that um, I know you probably would have watched it 60 times alone. So uh, I don't know, a thousand. Just ticked over four and a half thousand views. Four and a half thousand. Gee, gee whiz. Yeah, you know, it's pretty good stuff. It's fair to say they've they've loved it. It's it's, it's been well received, yeah. (laughs) Well, I think... 
That's the uh, yeah. No, Brittany's done well by putting it together with the uh, the slow mo. The, the slow mo was yeah. slow mo really sealed. I look in my defence. Yeah. As soon as my, my voice goes high pitched, you know, I'm, I'm battling and I'm a little bit behind the eight ball. But in my defence, I reckon if uh, you've half ton animals just bowling at you at full tilt in a, a little enclosure, I reckon I held myself pretty well, to be honest. With I thought you did well. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I looking back at it, I'm going, geez, I reckon I actually could have looked a lot worse than I did. So um, now tickled pink with myself, and I haven't. Use the words tickled, well, you held tickled you, pink for you a held, long time. You held so. your ground. You didn't scurry out of the uh, out of the uh, the yard at all. So no, you I, held your ground, and uh, you're probably in a bit of shock. But uh, I thought you did. Yeah, not too bad. It was, it's just that that slow mo at the end really just sort of uh, makes the makes the footage, and uh, I think that's why it's been so widely enjoyed by so many people. But mm. it was a terrific morning afternoon out there at uh, Taylor Racing Stables, and we should do more. Uh, Location. Location podcast. It was great. We should. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, thank you to the, uh, the the Taylor clams. They were very, uh, very welcoming. The cookies, the the... The cookies were brilliant. I don't know if, did you have one of the cookies? I did, yeah. They were a bit yeah. hard on my braces, but I managed to have one. Oh, they own. were something else. Jim Jim actually uh, convinced me he made them himself, which he did. <laughs> I don't know how I believe that. It's like I had gullible written on my arm. <laughs> um, but no, it was, uh, yeah, it was a cracking morning out there and um, thoroughly enjoyed it. It would set us up sweetly for uh dig deep day belmont, oh, belmont sprint day what last a day it was saturday well. the velvet king stole the show with a dominant belmont sprint victory tipped by uh terry Lane, is that right and uh, and other sharp operators was i think lockie was keen too lockie was lockie, keen, yeah. yeah if you go back through what lockie tipped last week and we gave um i actually want to give a little bit of a shout out we gave um pistol mccormack uh, a bit of a shout out for his tipping the week before and i don't think he out tipped him but uh lockie had a big week on the tip he, he was very keen probity in the first at about 20 dollars bet fair jumped at and i just missed um but you yeah, know Lockie was obviously declare well not declare but he was very very bullish obh yep. and uh and the velvet king but uh, i also want to give a little shout out to tommy johnston yesterday um young he, gun. He, yeah the young gun he yeah. obviously when he starts tipping paul he just deletes his um he deletes his pot and starts again i'm just kidding tommy well i'm not because that's what he did but Tommy, uh, he finds some at a price, and uh, Tommy threw out Sunsphere and Allegiance to the place, and he's just gone, you know what, bang, bang. Mm, that was bang, at Belmont bang. yesterday. was at Belmont yesterday midweek. So just a little shout-out to one of these, one of our Young Gun. Uh, he was in the Young Gun series alongside Latham Anderson and Riley Morgan. Um, but no, very uh, very nice tipping from Mr. Uh, Mr. Tommy Johnston yesterday. Bit of value, yeah. I was on Tina Kuto, so mm. while I uh, – was telling him, you know, well done and great stuff. I'm thinking, you wanker. You mm. know, I was on the I was on the horse that just got knobbed by one of them, unfortunately. But uh, tremendous tipping. Tom. How was your dig deep day? Because it was dig- it was a big build up, wasn't it? Yeah, no, look, it was a big build up. Um, I said it, uh, I said it because uh, I got a little share in horse called Material Witness as well, and I said about a week and a half ago because I'd, I'd actually backed Wiener Waltz, and I said, look, I'd love for us to be a good flashing second to Wiener Waltz. You want to know you got a good horse, mm. and um, that happened on that day, and that was as perfect a sort of a setup um, type situation. And and I, in this in this setup, I would have preferred Dig Deep 1, definitely, yeah. um, like by a long way. Um, but I, I couldn't have asked for much more in that sense. Um, we were pretty happy with the result with the Velvet King, uh, obviously. And um, I just thought Dig Deep was, was surreal, really. Um, Pikey jumped off, apologised to us straight away. Um, I don't think he did a huge amount wrong, to be honest with you. I think it was just how the race shaped out and where he ended up. But uh, he said, looking back, he would he would have loved to just sat three wide, even if it was no cover. You think he runs second if he does that? Um, 
But yeah, dig deep, wait for age, went super, and um, I actually think will be really hard to beat. Bring on um, the Hyperion. Eh? Bring on the Hyperion. Well, from from what I'm hearing, I think leading girl will probably go to the Hyperion. So William Pike will be committed to um, the Cerise and White Runner. But um, geez, leading girls. That's not a wait for age horse at this stage of proceedings for me. So um, if Pikey does jump, I presume CJP will be on and it'll just mean an extra couple of dollars in the back pocket or in the skyrocket, I reckon, BJ. So, mm. no, it was, a, it was a good day. Um, a lot of fun. Had uh, We had a good little group out there. Um, yeah, run into yeah everyone, basically, at some stage throughout proceedings and uh, probably do it all again next Saturday as well. All right. So, did, uh, so when I ran into you post-races... Um, post football, you um, you were very convincing when you were telling me how uh, how well you punted <laughs> punted on Saturday, and uh, that, that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> and that you are in fact the Perth Racing Guru. Um, so oh, it was dear, that that doesn't sound right. I mean, this is this stitch up week after week, isn't it? You were you were pretty you were pretty cock a hoop, but um, and which is interesting after the Eagles lost as well. I thought you were, oh. a, bit, were a bit more down in the dumps. And watch that with uh, with one of my good mates, Luke, as well as an Essendon supporter, which made it even uh, a little bit more difficult. Oh, Luke mm. Finney. Yeah, Luke Finney, yeah. Shout out to the Luke sponge. Finney. Um, but, yes, you um, – so, obviously, you you got your eye well and truly back in at Belmont last Saturday, uh, and you tipped really well on the podcast as well. But the Velvet King was a terrific result. What a training performance by Darren McAuliffe, Mitchell Pateman, 10 out of 10 from the from the gate, landed in the 1-1. Yes, 10 out of 10 right, 10 out of 10 salute. Um, yeah, never. 12.50 lighter in the Skyrocket. 12.50, yeah. I reckon, yeah, worth every cent as well. So, uh, no, it was a... Cracking performance, um, saddle, trainer, everyone involved with the horse. Um, the three trials, um, yeah, they knew. Money came. Uh, nearly started a favourite as well. I said on the – I was on the podcast of the Wild West I do with, uh, with Deke Cripps, but um, I said I think it will nearly start favourite, and it just, just about got there from Elite Street. Yeah, really? I'm, I missed that. Yeah, man. just about got there. Um, I don't think Elite Street will lose too many admirers, though. I think I think come winter bottom time, dry track, 1,200 Ascot, I think we'll see um, the best of Elite Street again. So um, – um, yeah, plenty, plenty to like from the race, but uh, look from a winning, from a going forward to the Hyperion, I won't carry on about it too much. Like, oh, you've got to be excited, re dig deep. I mean, the three horses that beat us home, the Velvet King, a little bit suspect of the mile, but it, it's going to be the horse to beat. I'd suggest Elite Street won't go there. Dance music, um, didn't get it soft. They actually, won a reasonable yeah, clip quick, out in front and ran a really nice race. And um, Valor Road obviously has to be suspect of the mile, although it did run out a really strong hundred. Yep. So, yeah, and no, I'm looking forward to the Hyperion. And as I said, we'll, we'll do it all again in a week and a half's time very good so considering the weather that we had uh, leading up to to Belmont Sprint Day and then of course the rain that came on the day probably not as much as was no. forecast I thought the track was pretty fair uh, they were leading and winning I believe they were coming from behind and winning graceful girl leading girl uh, both came from off speed to win um, but then what do you think about state attorney going and pressuring the uh, so it didn't get much from what I saw a great deal of air time so Bob's got the favourite in and uh, state attorney fair enough try and go forward but to take it on like that and just basically the way the race was run because of state attorney's involvement in it it meant that a backmarker had to win so but was am, was am, an I, am I right there was a late announcement wasn't there was it? a late announcement they're going to that went out on let's, let's be honest they knew state attorney goes forward it's not going to win they well, know it goes the thing late. with state attorney is a mad puller isn't it is yeah it, like that? That, it was just <laughs> it was just a mad puller <laughs> it was yeah it was like bj after the eagles last <laughs> final win um <laughs> 
Oh, wow, that was on the pause on that one for a second. Um, yeah, no, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was odd. But in saying that, I, I guess they thought the horse is probably, it's a dispersal sale horse, I'd suggest. So um, maybe try something different. Well, there was an inquiry. I think Jason Miller was the stable representative on the day and he um, he had to front the stewards post race just to just to tidy uh, a few things up as to um as to why the horse but i think from memory state attorney as soon as you that's why they try to ride it as quiet as mm. possible because as soon as you ask it for something out of the gates it sort of has a mind of its own but yeah the applied a bit of uh, applied the blowtorch to who's that captain king out in front and mm-hmm. um really did set it up for uh, leading girl naughty by nature and moshard coming from from behind but um that is the game but i suppose the the, the unfortunate talking point that um, finished the day in the Get Out Stakes in the last was uh, Battlestorm stumbling at um, and I guess misstriding about 175 metres from the finish line and obviously that brought back a few memories of some of the troubles that Chris Nation and the guys at Perth Racing have faced with the 100 metre mar- 150 metre mark at Belmont which um, trench. has commonly been known as the trench um, over the last two seasons at Belmont but um Listen to Chris talk to the Tab Radio team on Sunday morning, and he and he sent through some photos as well to show that it's not actually that section that he's put a lot of time. Him and his team put a lot of time into to repairing and um, for, to, for to have ready for the for the new season. It's it's another sort of um, section that 175 meters from the finish line that uh, has been problematic for for years as well. So. It's just unfortunate because the track. Do you play- think Battlestorm was slightly the stride or two beforehand, or do you think it was the ground? Uh, it was already starting to shift in a little. I think I think the horse was starting to shift in under pressure because yeah, the, he was the horse was letting down and exerting a lot, and then it just hit just just happened to hit, it was a bit of a perfect storm where it hit that certain patch of turf that was a bit shifty, and as the horse was sort of moving, um, just that instability came. Um, became a factor, stumbled, um, had to pick itself up, but it sort of ended its winning chances. But um, for me, like... Uh, what lane is that, the 20 by 20 metre pad? What lane does that equate to? Like 15 out? What are we What are we talking? Yeah, I'm not sure. How wide do you think he was? So, it's, uh, I find it difficult to judge in that sense. Yeah. Um, but after, uh, but pre-dig deep, uh, Pikey said to us that um, he thought the track was playing basically fairly across um, but if you got eight, nine horses off, he said it was uh, superior part of the going. So, but he didn't think we'd get that wide, we'd dig deep. So that was the whole thought process. So, yeah, he was probably what was he probably six, seven. Looking at the photo you're showing here, at seven, eight horses off the fence. Um, so wider, yeah, about a seven, eight, nine meter line, I guess. So it'd be interesting when we get out to sort of a well, we are we're at the six meter pad actually. On mm. um, that was a three meter pad though, wasn't it? So when we get out to a nine meter pad, it'll be quite interesting. Um, how uh, how it plays if it's closer to the fence but i think i think what it in the dry it doesn't really the, the dry it's not a factor yeah. but i i this the chickens are coming home to roost terry like this is what happens on, that's that's best that's one for lucky i like that one the chickens are coming home to roost <laughs> i'm gonna write that one down okay uh this this is what happens when you have a when you don't invest enough in your tracks and your infrastructure belmont and is is a is an old track which has been patched up uh for a number of years now i think it's 30 or 40 years old maybe even older and this, this is what these are the problems that occur so you're asking your track staff to to make sure every blade of grass is even and fair and as good as possible but these are old tracks with old drainage with with old 
substructures underneath the turf. Like it's, there's going to be problems because we haven't spent the money to make sure that they're as good as they can possibly be. And um, I know for a fact that Christian Nation and all the team there do the best job they possibly can, but it's hard when you're trying to patch up a tired and old racing service. You just got to got to do your best. And, and there are some trouble spots littered throughout the train. I bet you there's more trouble spots than people were even aware of. And mm. just so happened that Battlestorm, that horse at that moment, that, that lane um, hit that part and the kickback and the horse stumbled and it just, just wasn't a good look for WA Racing, but it's everyone's out there. Everyone's doing their best. Poor old Chrissy Nation, yeah. he cops it a bit, doesn't he? I reckon he does an absolute cracking job. They wouldn't, I reckon there'd be too many better operators than uh, C Nation in the business. And, um, yeah, no, he, he cops it a little bit. And I think he feels it as well. I think that's just a part of his personality where he um, he's a bit of a perfectionist, yeah. I guess, in that sense. So, and uh, I, he doesn't want he doesn't want horses or jockeys to get hurt. Like, no, exactly safety right. is paramount. Exactly right. Exactly and right. that's the last thing he wants. So they're, everyone's doing their best. But just for our listeners out there, it, it wasn't the trench area that we've become accustomed to. It was, it was pre-trench. And again, for me, it just it's it really just highlights the the fact that we haven't spent enough money keeping our tracks up to world class standards. So, and these are the things that happen when you don't do that. No, exactly right, spot on. Um, anyway, we move forward. Enough's been said of the. Uh, Let's come up with a name for this spot, won't we? Uh, but there's no there's no rain forecast for Saturday, so hopefully there it's is a, actually. Isn't there wonderful? No, it's been moved to Sunday. Oh, right? it's moved. They've yeah. moved the rain. Thank yeah, God, I did ask. I tried to get it moved. So they, yeah, it's, been, it's been moved. Oh, there you go. So, so you rang the ombudsman and requested. Yeah, uh, okay. I did. Yep, yeah. yep. Chuck a little uh, tarp over the uh, the course anyway. So uh, no, that's good. A nice so dry we Saturday, a dry deck, and then uh, that leads into the the Dreamtime game on Saturday night, which Certainly. I will be going. Did you to. get tickets? tickets? I thought about it. Yeah. I thought about it. For some reason, I'm going to the Dockers game the following night. Mm. It's um yeah I don't know why anyway so I'm not going but that that'll be good that'll be a cracker yeah so no, that. that'll be dry as well so mm-hmm. it's uh hopefully there's a bit of a footy crowd that filters into Belmont Park and then wanders across the road for the for the big game as well so yep. there's a bit of atmosphere out there on Rack into a Stakes Day this Saturday at Belmont. <laughs> It's time to partner with Betfair and preview Rack into a Stakes Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton are here. We are recording the 1 1, your West Australian racing podcast. It's uh, just after 12 o'clock on Thursday, the 5th of June. It's uh, from a WA racing calendar point Carnarvon. of view. Carnarvon, that's unusual. On the dirt. Carnarvon Thursday meeting? Yeah, it is a bit odd, isn't it? Yeah. Don't mind a little bit of the dirt racing. Actually, we probably need to touch on that Shivers of Joy stuff later on in the in the mm. show, Terry, uh, who is racing today as well. So it's Carnarvon. Shiver me timbers. So that gives us something to sink our teeth into mm. this afternoon. Nine races from Belmont on Saturday, Pinjara and Roeburn on Sunday, and Northam is up and running in the Avon Valley for WA Day public holiday. WA Day. Public holiday this Monday. WA. 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 Um, no, it looks a crack. It actually does look a cracking weekend of racing. I'm gonna WA get day. After the uh, WA day. I'm going to get stuck into the um, Pinjara Northern form later on today. Nothing, and, nothing um, better than being a sand groper on WA day, sure. No, exactly right. Exactly right. But make sure you uh, stay tuned through uh, throughout the show for info on how you can enter. Uh, well, for info on how you can enter the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competitions, BJ. And we have a, uh, a revamped. Obviously, it's been discussed and last week we did it with the tailors uh in in person but we have a uh, a revamped um wa racing mastermind competition with uh the what do you call him the victor the champion the champion the champion uh l taylor Lockie taylor joining us again and uh and the challenger challenger ready uh <laughs> this week is vulcan um is uh is is d shembry owner of salaya 
Um, so, yeah, looking forward to uh, seeing how those two go with some raconteur-themed question. Yeah, so that's the Mundaring Hotel Dogo Racing Mastermind version 2.0, Terry. And Lockie Taylor versus Deccan Shamri Deccan, of course, is a great WA racing guy. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing them go head-to-head squaring off on uh, this week's edition of the Mastermind. And also, Terry, I believe you're going to be hitting the airwaves again with more guru it's content. It's just what the world needs, isn't it? Yeah. If, uh, if the podcast just a little and, bit, and the Wild West wasn't, bit wasn't more enough. Yeah, yeah. If, if there wasn't enough. Uh, yeah, now we're back on um, – we've got uh, – we're doing four four more shows of the uh, the Betfair Edge on uh, SEN Track on uh, Saturday mornings. Uh, I think it's 6.57 a.m. if you want to tune in. It's at 9.30 a.m. It's confusing, isn't it? Mm. The radio station is 6.57 a.m. or it's available on the uh, the, uh, SEN the SEN app. But, uh, yeah, Fitzy, Miles Fitzner and myself will be uh, uh, traipsing through the uh, the Belmont card and uh, we'll have a guest on too, which I haven't actually sorted yet, but uh, we'll have a little guest on. But, uh, no, looking forward to, to being back on. It was a lot of fun um, with Miles. So, um, yeah, I'll just repeat what I say with you here uh, <laughs> on Saturday morning. <laughs> again why not so you're triple triple dipping i am triple dipping yeah. Yeah, there's, a, there's, there's, there's a bit happening there's a bit happening isn't there so yeah if you haven't had enough uh, perth racing guru by the time saturday morning rolls around tune in to the betfair edge terry yes on the good, SEN app mm. uh, okay mate We've got Raconteur Stakes Day, nine race card how about we get moving on this preview yeah let's get uh, ritz crackering just came up with that one what do you reckon yeah not bad not bad okay all right, uh, we are out to the six-meter pad. We're at three meters last week. There's barely a breath of wind, um, and as you uh, pointed out before, we won't see any rain this weekend. We've moved either. it on Saturday. We've moved it. We've yeah. uh, asked the big fella up top. Um, asked the big fella up top. Gee whiz! Uh, and I, know, I, think, I think it was Chris Nation who was hoping. Yeah. Most, <laughs> <laughs> who was hoping most that there was no rain on Saturday, but it looks as though oh, I'm on the bomb now. Yeah, and it says partly cloudy. Slight chance of a shower, yeah, 30%, 30%. You like those odds, Guru? Yeah, it's, uh, um, most likely in the afternoon or evening, light winds. Yeah, don't even, uh, doesn't really, doesn't really affect. We get a little bit of rain and we get a little bit of rain. Don't even think about it. But, uh, <laughs> but it should be fair as day. Belmont's playing really well this season. Even, even Wednesday, just, um, uh, yesterday just gone. Um, it played really nicely. There was a couple of leaders when lots of winners came right down the outside. Um, so yeah, don't overthink track conditions. Just just play it. Each ball on its merits. You get a half volley, try and put it through the covers. You get one short at your head. You know, maybe just duck underneath it. Mm, sounds like a no, good play, strategy. To be honest, let's play it every ball. You, you, yeah, we're gonna play it every you'd ball. Be yeah, I'll be playing it every ball. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'd be playing a little, couple of scoop shots. I reckon a little Ryan Campbell. Well, well, Ryan Campbell. Yeah, I remember Ryan Campbell. Yeah, 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 he sort of. Yeah, he was. He was the, uh, the architect. He was, yeah, he was. Yeah, the pioneer. He? The pioneer. Yeah. He. Um, I was going to say. So you, you, sh- you said you were going to shoulder arms to the first few races at Belmont nah, last Saturday. Did and not that, show, that, did that's not, not what happened. No, nah, nah, well, I ended up uh, after talking to El Taylor. And one thing I'm trying to do is be less of a an arrogant. I'm the best type of uh, wanker. Uh, after listening to El Taylor and Pro Bitty, I went. I went at a. Bit of a deeper look, and um, he was definitely right. It was good value at the at the twenty dollar mark type thing. How so, many uh, days did that last for? That mindset. Which one's that? The like I'm I'm not. Oh, twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, best. Um, but no, graceful girl got out to two eighty, which was quite uh, obviously retrospect's a powerful tool now. But I mean, we can't. I I, I can't tip horses that I see at a dollar ninety. Um, yeah, that I need the two sixty, two seventy. I did. I did think we said if we got Agi- to two fifty plus, you got to yeah, you got a bit, a bit of Adam Hunter top stuff, yeah. a bit of a utility, you know, yeah. you go back and go forward. Yeah. Um, geez, I'm talking absolute wobble at the moment. But uh, no, we we ended up yeah just just having a launch all day basically. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was a good old day. So, race one. 
Race one, uh, the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap over the 1400 meters. And I'll tell you what, BJ, this is, um, yeah, this is a uh, this is a thin old event to kick off proceedings. My, just the first thing I want to touch on is a horse called I'm Pretty Was Scratched uh, seven days ago. I was taking yeah, a, Future Nom. Yeah, Future Nom. Yeah. Um, probably because they listened to the podcast and said, oh, hang on, OBH. Like he's declaring it. But uh, I reckon the reason is, and I know that Adam's been really bullish, bullish sorry, on Snippy Miss. Mm -hmm. So I reckon they probably just scratched to avoid uh, a clash with the stablemate who yep. they thought was flying. Um, so I'm not looking at that as a uh, an overly sinister scratching. But um, look, speed map point of view, Lace Vinsky. Maybe, um, maybe the 14 as well. I'm pretty. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. 1400 is definitely um, the preferred trip for Ma I'm That pretty. may have been a factor as well, yeah. But uh, look, Lace Vinsky should find the top here, the degree of ease. It looks a really thin map um, in that sense. Um, Sean McGrady, uh, they took him to the top well backed as well. Jeez, he was something like, what was he, 12 or $13 into four or five bucks over the mile. And Lace, Lace Vinsky suspected um, 1300, let alone 1600. So um, it was no surprise to see him wilt wilt late uh, over the mile back to the 1400 here purely on map he's, he's got to be he's got to be a live hope mm -hmm. out in front um but look i i, I read your leg up on this race and i, I agree it just it just it, it's hard to come at any horse besides i'm pretty here yeah. really like i they led the trial with i'm pretty but i don't think they're going forward here um you got to remember that trial they led um they led what was the horse's name? Cassie Martinian wrote it. Uh, it's gone up north to Port Hedland. Chest and Flyer. Chest and Flyer ran, now, ran second on Sunday. Yeah, so yeah. Chest and Flyer can't jump to save its life. So the fact it jumped well and led, that's not – That's it, it looks better in the trial than it did, if that makes sense, because it didn't really have to lead anything. So, look, I don't know where they end up from the map with I'm Pretty, but, um, look, I think with normal racing like 1,400, a horse that flies for Pike, I think it's four for nine Pike, one run from 12, anybody else – it's the only one I can come at. Um, Bollinger Boy is super first up, but down to the 1,400, that's just, um, yeah, that's a real red flag there. So, look, I think I'm pretty will be, will be hard to beat. And um, look, the current 384 bucks probably isn't an unbackable price either, to be honest, BJ. Yeah, I'm with you there, Terry. I'm pretty, I think, I think that 1,200 probably would have been a bit short for her last Saturday. So this looks a better option in, in my opinion in my opinion, has a good record at the 1,400 metres. Uh, the, yeah, so I think, I thought I'm pretty was probably a high threes, maybe $4 chance perhaps. But, um, but yeah, I agree with your map as well. I think Lace Vinsky roll along out in front. Might give a kick actually, foot mile back to 14. He's got that um, race fitness now. Should be hardened to, to, to actually work through the line and sustain the uh, the supreme effort. But, yeah, I think this is a really nice race for I'm Pretty. Uh, we'll probably just more well, the eight horses probably gets back, ridden patiently and brought with a well-timed pike run. And Pike was uh, doing pike things last Saturday. At, uh, he enjoys riding at Belmont, doesn't he? I mean, he rides winners everywhere, but Belmont just gives him that little bit extra wiggle room just to the, because of the sweeping turn and the length of the straight and it really suits the way that he likes to ride the wizard. So uh, Pike, Durant, I'm pretty first up over the 1,400 metres should swoop past some lane. 
It should do. Yep, yep. It's uh, look. It's it's about it's over my price uh, around three dollars. I'm pretty, but it's just one of those ones. Failed campaign last time out. It's not one that I jump in at the three dollars eighty currently and go. I really want to have a, a big wild wacky because yep. there is that little bit of an unknown about it being first up still. So yep. um, I, I actually uh, thought her run in the where she ran seventh in the West Speed final was very unlucky that day. Mm-hmm. Um, very stiff not to not to um, finish a lot closer to to Glamour Pack. That was a hundred thousand dollar race as well that was the the series final but um just feel as though adams durant the, the camp has this mare screwed down Flying. ready to ready to uh, launch first up yeah i'm with you i'm pretty i think it's a bit, there's a bit more meat on that bone than i expected as well um it'll be it'll be interesting to see what the market does late but um i am surprised to see around that four dollar mark um still available for mm-hmm. uh for a it's a rare you get overs for your w pike runners okay Race two is the Old Mate Sports Bar and Eatery Handicap for the three-year-olds over the 1,000 metres, Terry. Returning, Madame Torio, five from 11, real weapon over the 1,000 metres. But there's some there's some decent horses in this race, Terry. It won't, won't be a pushover for the top weight, that's for sure. We've got horses like Brooklyn Pier resuming as well. All-day session is a winner this track and distance. Goes through walks, last start winner this track and distance. Timescale was scratched when uh, was favoured taking on the older horses last Saturday. This looks a good option for her down on 54 kilos from gate one. Not to mention Sunny Silk defeated the older horses uh, this track and distance last start. So um, competitive seven-horse three-year-old race and uh, be lots of speed uh, up top, that's for sure. Yeah, there will be. Uh, Madame Torio should be able to cross and find the fence with a degree of ease, you'd suspect. It's interesting to note that Brooklyn Pier and Madame Torio have clashed qu- uh, twice in the past. Brooklyn Pier's got the better of Madame Torio on both occasions. Brooklyn Pier gets a weight swing from mm. those um, from those clashes, and Chris Pan doesn't ride and Christy Bennett does. So the Madame Torio, in theory, should lose a little bit with mm. the senior not being on. But um, this type of horse, I'm, I'm a big fan of the um, apprentices going on this type of horse. But I don't know. My, my, my gut tells me the 59 and a half for a little filly like Madame Torio. It might, it might ask a question or two. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I... She runs time. She runs the numbers, uh, figures, data-wise. If she runs up to her best, she, she simply just goes to the top and probably just wins. Um, but a key part of this race, and a question I was going to ask you, BJ, is who did you have on her back? Did you think time scale can kick up and hold the back of Madame Torio? Or do you think Brooklyn Pier gets across, finds a rail, and just tugs in behind Madame Torio? Because that could just about be the winning spot. Yeah, I tend to think that time scale will be able to hold out Brooklyn Pier. So Breeze, but, Brooklyn Pier, or Sunny I- Silk maybe? Uh, Breeze, Breeze Brooklyn yep. Pier. Sunny Silk 1-1. One, one. Yeah, it just depends how fast Madame Torio goes. If she, if Christy Bennett sets her a light early and zooms across and- From then, the wide gate, then, reckon then, they might jag it or not? Who's that? Snag it out the back from the wide gate. <laughs> well, no, I, I think that if she goes really quickly and there's that there's that yep. separation, they string out a little bit, then maybe Brooklyn Pier can work to to be leaders back. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like she's just you just got to ride her for speed, don't you, Madame Torio, and just let her do- do her thing. If you overthink it with her and try to ride a race on her, then she, I don't think she necessarily responds to that. Um, so, is Christy Bennett going to be able to? Was she coming off two or three winners yesterday? She did. She did a good job actually uh, with her uh, recent recent results. But is she going to be able to replicate the? I guess the nous that Chris Parnham has of rating this filly and getting the best out of her. Mm-hmm. How much? How much do you lose with? You 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 gain three kilos, but how much do you lose, Christy Bennett to, to Chris Palmer? That's one of the intangibles that we need to work out. Um, for me, I think Brooklyn Pier is going to be stalking Madame Torio. I reckon Brooklyn Pier is a pretty smart horse. 
Yeah, I actually marked um, Brooklyn Pier favourite for the race. Um, I, just the the weight really, really concerned me with Madame Tori. I understand, as I said before, on uh, on figures and numbers, if Madame Tori runs up to its best, it's pretty much unbeatable over the thousand metres. But um, I and I don't like to take too much from little four hundred metre trials. Were you sold on the little four hundred metre trial? That was against nothing. Uh, I think it was against maidens or, or class one. Uh, type horses, but you didn't really it take did, too much from it, it. It didn't add or subtract anything yeah, from. I would have neutral. Yeah, I would have would have had her marked exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is one runner I did want to discuss. Uh, it's currently well above my price and probably trades even longer. And that's all day session now. All day session was a very odd campaign last time out. So uh, Ashley Maley um, lobbed uh, him in a class one, carried the 61, was heavily backed. Now in that race, it's it's quite interesting. He won well, so won by length and a half. Won good. Um, yeah, yeah, got all the favours, but he still still won by length and a half. Like a Jaguar, won three of its next four. Danny Bella won three, um, uh, won three of uh, her next five, and, and there was a second to She's a Charmer in there. And London Miss, who won three, Three of uh, her neck six were behind her. So that was a strong, strong class one. And she gave all of them or carried three three to five kilos more than the entirety uh, of those three. Um, she then went from the 1,000 metres up to the mile. And Ashley Maley uh, did mention he, he knew he'd basically thrown in the deep end because he, he wanted to have a crack at some of the feature races. Never really added up. Didn't he go to the guineas? Yeah, yeah. went to the guineas. Yeah. But just, it was a Kira Yule ride. It was a very, really, it was a very odd sort of setup. Um, and then sort of tried to come back to the 1,000 metres and compete in those type of races again. Um, around Kiss on All Four Cheeks, Magical Dream. Was pretty stiff. Yeah. Always just beat, just beating a few lengths. Um, lost the ability to jump um, after that as well. So... Yeah, I think he was knocked around a bit from the, the step up to the 1600 and then back to the 1000. I never like that. I think you lose a little bit of sprint from your legs. And I think we saw that um, with the way he was beginning his races. But if you go back to his efforts, uh, the prior campaign, he actually ran into Madame Torio. Um, and Madame Torio got a pretty good lead that day and um, he was too good. Um, for Madame Torio. Um, he ran second to Clairvoyance, um, beaten under a length with uh, a couple of lengths back to third. Like his runs are really, really sharp. And if you listen to Ashley Maley speak whenever he's talked about this galloper, he's always had a really big opinion. Um, I just think Auto Sessions one that's going to sneak under the guard here and at the price, it's the way I'm going to go. Really? Um, it is the way I'm going to go, yeah. I, I'm expecting, as I said, the $14, $15 currently around is, is, is enough for me to have a bet um but i think we might even see more mm. i think we might think even see more too. i yep. think it's just one that's it's just completely been missed by the market i'll just ask you a question okay so madam tory brooklyn pier they stand out from a sort of speed map point of view time scale was scratched last week because of the wet then you look ghost two walks is fourth in line ghost in walks was given a 10 out of 10 by chris parnham last start like did genuine 10 out of 10 no white flags missed it um, it sat on the back of Crypto Queen, who was a maiden winner who took it into the race nicely. And Satin Black was deep the trip. If it tucks in, Satin Black wins that race. It was a nothing. Like, it, it beat nothing whatsoever. It's six bucks, fourth in line. I just think, yeah, I just think this horse deserves to be your third favourite. Well, and, I mean, um, yeah, like, if you, you only have to take some of its peak ratings. I mean, that midweek win was 61. It's run clairvoyance, um, second to clairvoyance. 
Belmont thousand Taking meters as well. as well. Um, there was a run where it ran fifth in to our Danny, and then it's run fourth to Magical Dream. Uh, was close up on both occasions, doing its best best work late. So um, even it's even if it's if it's competed against better better opposition than, than some of the horses it's rated uh, above in the yeah. market. Yeah. Even even its victory um, when it wanted any old price, um, it, the stewards report doesn't save it. It's that deep the trip. Didn't mm. have cover the trip. And do you know who's run third in that race? Billy Ann Silly. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So Billy Ann Silly's run third. Madame Torres run fifth. Born to Rule, which Born is a really rule, yeah. sharp two-year-old. Had the breeze um, and ran second. I I just think it's the forgotten horse. You know how we sort of look at the end of a campaign and we go, eh, but it had to come back from it, its campaign was 1,000, 1,000, 16, 14, 1,000. That's just not. That's just, yeah, that's grow up Ashley top stuff, I reckon. <laughs> so, um, look, I, I, I don't know exactly where he maps. He's going to need Madame Toro to get a stitch late. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn Pier and Madame Toro are both fresh first up, bit of an unknown. I just think there's some value there. So I'm, I'm happy to play. And I might even, and it's not, not something I usually do, and I'm a little bit flat. It's not an eight-horse field, BJ, so we can get the three dividends. Mm. But um, you can sort of shop around the $5.50 mark for a top two finish. And if Madame Toure does kick or if uh, Brooklyn Pier does get that nice tuck and um, get rolling, um, you're still getting your money uh, and a nice result for second. So I think um, all-day session each way, even though it's a seven-horse field, is um, one of my more uh, – one of the plays for the day I'm looking forward to. Let's just put it that way. Always a good sign here at the one one when Money Maley and the Perth Racing Guru oh, are, in, while, are in alignment. It? Hey? Yeah, it's, it's been a while, isn't it? This could be. This could be the day. This could be the day that the uh, the combo are back in town. For me, I think Brooklyn Pier got some strength about him. This horse won first up last preparation, as te- as Terry mentioned. Uh, Madame Toro was in that race and uh, punctured late to run fourth, and then second up. Uh, got held up a touch, but then hit the line hard to be beaten just over a length behind a handy horse by the name of Gemma's son. So Gemma's son has obviously gone on to bigger and better things. Well, he was an outstanding two-year-old. He's he's gone on to be competitive against some some of our best horses uh, running in the Kingston Town Classic last uh, last year as well. So the form is there. I thought that trial behind Comfort Me was really good. Chris Parnham didn't ask a lot of Brooklyn Pier from gate two. Looks like a pretty bomb-proof type situation here for Stevie Parnham. Jump well. Um, don't let Madame Torio too far out of your sight, quick enough. And I think Brooklyn Pier is the kind of horse who has the strength and the talent to get over the top of Madame Torio late. Obviously, time scale, gate one, 54 kilos, rock hard fit in form, ranks third to Hot Z and Graceful Girl last start. That form's good. Um, has a win over Material Witness as well, this preparation. That form is good. Uh, so t- uh, she's going to have a lot of lot of fans as well and um, is probably going to be uh, f- fighting hard for a top three finish. But for me, I've got Brooklyn Pier narrowly on top. Very good. Yeah, as I said in my market, I've got Brooklyn Pier. Uh, your favourite, but uh, the clear value is um, is all-day session. So uh, I might look at a, a either each way all-day session or a two-horse play with Brooklyn Pier. I haven't quite decided as yet. Race three of the day is for the two-year-olds. It's the Amelia Park Plate over 1,000 metres. Neville Parnham has been dominating these uh, similar race types in recent times with the filly by the name of Flying Missile. Uh, and the horse that's been playing second fiddle to Flying Missile recently, Ultimate Command, looks as though she gets her chance to notch up another victory. This looks set up pretty, pretty well for Ultimate Command who's a leader from gate two, should be able to find the rail in front. It just depends for mine what uh, what comes forward and, uh, of course, what the first starters have to offer. But 
to be fair, it does look the race for Ultimate Command to lose. Yeah, it certainly does. It's been a case of the um, those little bunch of horses, Ultimate Command, Flying Missile, Ain't No Other Man, have sort of just had a bit of a monopoly on all these two-year-old races. Like they've just been a bit better than them, haven't they? Yeah. Exactly right. I remember uh, Brad, um, our mate Brad, was uh, saying he thought that last week's race, um, the week before, sorry, Flying Missile went around against a lot of very impressive first starters, was better than the Karakata, and it still won, and it won really well with a sit, which to me made that win even um, that little bit more impressive. And look, just, just working on that theory here um some of these trialers were great really really impressive there's one or two i wouldn't mind touching on in a second but from the barrier ultimate command ultimate command's probably quicker than yeah. flying missile early so we'll cross the horse underneath it probably just leads runs and um look it's the time it'll run from the top it's it's just it should probably just be winning i think i think the only reason it's 28 days between runs as well as i think they skipped the um the wet track um, and they probably didn't want to race it against Flying Missile again. Yeah, yeah. there was well, there was a week there where yeah, I think yeah. they um, where Flying Missile wasn't engaged. Um, I need to double check that, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I think that uh, the twenty eight days is no issue, and it's probably Ultimate Commands turn to um, to notch one up here. But the, the only thing I'll say is the current price. Either the three dollars plus, I think, was enough to have a bet. But what are we talking now, BJ? Sort of two fifty, two forty, see two forty, two fifty, and it, who knows? It could trade even less. So I mean, if we go even a little bit further, and those, those sort of um, races, the, the third or fourth horse, most of the time was a straight, um, came out midway. It obviously didn't win. Um, it was actually a really ordinary steer, to be honest with you. The way. I just have to touch on that steer briefly because I did my ass in the race. Um, the one thing I want to touch on with that is I, I don't really understand why because the straight had been getting out of its ground on tracks that weren't going to suit back markers. So on a day where it was going to suit horses coming off the speed, they decided to try and go try and decided to try and be semi-aggressive on the horse, which I, I didn't completely understand myself, but in saying that, it was $3 into $1.90. It was backed extremely strongly. Flying Missile, even against um, Bopping Blue and all those really strong first starters. Hard, started, it? Yeah, it was yeah. 210, 220 on Betfair late. You know, it was taking up over 45% of the market. Um, so there's no, no real reason. And one easy. And one extremely yeah. easy as well. So there's no real reason Ultimate Command won't do the same here. Um, and it's hard to go past it. Um, I love I love a good David Harrison um We've seen him do it many times. They trial brilliantly, and then um, they they pop out, and he doesn't trial them before they go around first up. He backs himself in to have them ready to go. I think we saw it with Gemma's son actually, um, who one of the more noted ones in at her debut campaign. Um, but look, I think Searching Rocks that was probably the trial for me that stood out. Um, beat home Pixie Chicks, who obviously came on to have a big um, big campaign. Um, Latham. One of our men, one of our young youngsters, gave it a, a good push. Pixie chicks. That's what I always think. You know, certain horses you relate to people. I relate yeah. Pixie chicks to Latham Ants, and there you go, Latham. If you're listening, that's a very odd thing to say. Um, but I thought Searching Rocks was a really nice trial under the stick from Harvey, um, but just responded well and picked up well and looked like a mature race horse to me. Harvey can't ride at the fifty-five, so that's why Jason Whiting's on here. But um, yeah, you can make a case for a number of them, but um, I get the feeling that you're going to be heavily in the the UC camp. Well, even if she comes back a length off what she's been doing recently against Flying Missile, then still should win. The X Factor horses for mine are look, Ace Fire was a really good debut, wasn't it? Uh, two oh, week, two yeah. weeks I had ago. That as my, my biggest uh, biggest black booker of the day. Where's it going to get from, oh, from 12? Do you know where it's going to be? Over the 1,000? Maddie Land. Maddie Land. On a dry day over a 1,000. Yeah. Not, it's not the place to be. 
It ain't the place to be, that's for sure. So then it's like, okay, so Bopping Blue was well supported on debut, did a lot wrong. Well, five days as well. I don't think that was the Oh, that way. was a, the trial to race. Yeah, so yes. trial to race yep. for five days. So now we're um, yeah, now we're talking a couple of weeks. It's it's the one, some, as again, sometimes you, you can't quantify everything. Mm. Um, it's, it's the one that I get the feeling we won't be running a big race We'll here. improve, yeah. Um, just listening to Adam Durant talk, and Adam Durant's team's going well enough, so sometimes I... A stable might give a horse a bit of a, a bit of a push or say they think it's, you know, this or that or whatever. Um, but Adam's team's flying. So he's working it against horses that are going super. Um, and he has obviously said, I think he said it's the best, well, he thinks one of the best two-year-olds he's ever chucked a, chucked a saddle on. Is that so, right? I haven't heard that. Yeah. No, yeah. he says one of the best two-year-olds he's, uh, or maybe one of the best two-year-olds he's, he's sent to the races, perhaps. He obviously hasn't raced too many two-year-olds, though. Um but yeah, very, very interesting to note that. But again, you're going to think they're going to have to ride over the sit, aren't they? How much, yeah, well, how much it training just, has it done behind horses? It just was pretty fired up, wasn't it, the other day mm. on debut? Uh, I think there's a tongue tie has gone on. So it's just the fact that they're pushing on with this horse, uh, stable like the Durants, is interesting in itself because sometimes when you see a horse do that much wrong on debut after a trial win, it's like, okay, well, that, it's got its trial, it's been to the races, that'll do for its educational campaign, let's tip it out now because we've got a nice horse on our hands. But the fact they've taken it home, it's obviously pulled up well, they're whacking a tongue tie on pike sticks and um, they're going to go again, suggest that it's doing everything right at home and they're going to back the horse in to, to be improved by that I guess that race day experience um, from the other day and a uh, superior version of Bopping Blue will, have, will step out on Saturday, but it'll, it'll have to to take it up to a real pro like Ultimate Command who's going to find the rail in front. The question for me is there's two horses in particular that have really caught the eye at trial. Sessions Peak from the Colin Webster yard with Peter Nucky in the saddle and Madam Kisses for Nella Martin and Ryan Hill. Both those horses couldn't have been more impressive in their lead-up trial wins. However... Madam Kisses is going to jump from 14 and Sessions Pete jumps from 8. Do you how, think Madam, how, how can they sit outside Ultimate Command and beat her home if Ultimate Command turns up? It just well, seems, like it's, it it's, seems like a tough task. It seems like a very tough tough task. Yeah. It does seem like a tough task. We There is the unknown factor, yep. though. Like, Madam, who knows? One of these could be a, a star. We, yeah. we, just, we just don't know. It, it's that simple. But, uh, yeah, to sit in the breeze on debut, it's, it's very difficult to, to we win. Don't, I we, don't know, they, we, we don't know, but they, they might. They, they might. might. Um, you know, dig deep one on debut. So good horses can take sits and took a sit. Yeah, uh, $20. $20 Plus, can try. 26 is a sixes, actually. <laughs> just a little bit of money came for, uh, for dig deep that day. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna, just gonna, just gonna, just let that sit there for a second. But uh, was, it, was, Kisses, everyone, was everyone happy that you knocked off the price? Or what? Well, I don't think even I knocked off the price that day. Um, they got it wrong. That was one they just got it wrong because obviously you watch your own horses' trials. We ran last. I think we ran last in its last trial, but it was the the run of the race. I think it was like a five horse blank, five horse blanket finish. And we were right down the outside. It was just missed. Basically, um, and Jared Noski knew, didn't he? He sure did. Yeah, uh, yeah, he knew. So anyway, we don't need to turn this race into a big affair again, which I've managed to do. <laughs> Madam Kisses, the, the key thing, and this is what I watched over and over again, mm. is okay. So it pinged the lids, and it really had a slingshot out the gates, and that's what you want with a two-year-old. The horse that uh, settled second and ran second, Private Scene, actually went okay yesterday. Went, went all right, yeah. Um, but also jumped reasonably as well. To just to suggest, like I said earlier, with um. Cheston Flyer and I'm Pretty. The reason I'm Pretty led is because there was nothing else in it. But Madam Kisses still had to cross and lead a good one. Not cross, but had to lead a, a, a not a good one, but one that has some early speed potentially. So, um, yeah, Madam Kisses does 
have from what we've seen on face value potentially the speed to to get to the breeze and be a little bit of a nuisance to ultimate command but over the thousand meters you've got to expect that mm. what do you think of sessions the trial win of sessions peak i thought that was quite comfortable but uh yeah a bit, 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 bit different there wasn't a lot of pressure was there sort of just work forward controlled kicked yeah they're the, the type of trials that i don't i don't get it, as it, it just be top on. of the top of the mountain quite comfortably and top of the mountain Did. is a is a um who, who beat it in its pri- previous trial as well it's been a long time. It's been a long time, yeah. So, and obviously, that horse has got a lot of ability. Cult hero. Um, I could tell close up. So, uh, yeah, look, no, I, I thought Sessions Peak's trial was um, a nice trial. Um, but the things I look for in trials are probably a little bit different to others, I guess. And, um, yeah, it wasn't as big for me in that sense. Okay. Like, again, at, at best, it's going to it's gonna have to take a sit here and it's going to it's gonna have to win different. It's going to have to win differently. I think yep. that's the key word. Ultimate Command has the rail in front. The rest of these, if they're going to win, they have to win how they're probably not been educated to, and to race at this point. What I like about Ultimate Command is it's running running along and running time as well. It's not like it's it's walking in front yep. and uh and giving a kick. It's actually Brad Parnham actually rode Ultimate Command very aggressively to make flying missile uh, have to work hard. We to were beat on it. last start, remember? Mm. And um yeah, no, it looked uh, looked the winner for half the stroke. So yeah, just taking a line through that, I think this is uh, obviously and uh, the 340 to 250 this morning suggests that Ultimate Command is the one they want and uh, it's hard to look past her. I agree. Race four of the day, the Crown Perth Handicap. What a venue. Mm. Um, <laughs> what a venue. So the Crown Perth Handicap, 2,200 metres, ratings 78 plus. Uh, I think most of these horses will be pretty happy to see the back of Marachino just quietly, Terry. Yeah, they certainly will be. Mm. Um, yeah, I think a few of these might have uh, accepted purely uh, purely for that reason. Um, Black Shadow goes around again for Team Taylor. I think they would have ummed and ahed whether they went to the races here because obviously- Very, seven- very unusual for Team Taylor to race a horse- out of the handicap, yeah, yeah. So they're probably risking ten points, which is two and a half wins for the just the one win. So um, I haven't actually spoke to to Lock or anyone from the stable about it, but it wouldn't surprise me completely if they uh, if they did put a line through it on race day morning and decided uh, there was something else. But I, I haven't seen the calendar either, so there might not be much else yeah. coming up, and they might just go, "Well, this is this is the option." But um, now look for me, this was a really interesting race. I, I was one also want to touch on. I'm not, I can't tip it here, but um, Touch of Silver's flying, BJ. Yep. Touch of Silver's got to a winning rating. Um, Peter Hall's up in Broome, I think. So Chrissy Parnham goes on, and that's a major jockey addition. But I don't think Touch of Silver, A, gets the 2200 necessarily, and B, just from the wider skate, it's probably going to have to come from last. So this probably isn't the day I'm going to look for Touch of Silver. But um, I think the winner comes. He's, he's building, isn't he? He is building nicely. There's probably a nice country cup. I a nice country cup, but I don't know what country cup's coming up. Um, maybe a Northern Cup back to the mile. No, that's not till maybe the, um, October. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's going to stay out for a fair while. Even the Boulder Cup over the 1760 at Kalgoorlie. But again, that's got to be three months away type thing. He so. might be looking at the Strickland Stakes and into that Swan Swan River Vase yeah, or whatever it's called. Yeah, that's wait for age again, isn't it? And he's going to take on the champ and obviously – that could be oh, racing, racing for second. Um, anyway, long story short, I think it's going extremely well, but I'm not tipping it. Uh, not to be missed is going extremely well, but I, uh, I don't think not to be missed will get the, the 2200. I think this is a bit of just a, um, again, there's not much around for horses in this this type of rating. So when one pops up, you've got to you've got to have a go. We'll see if it can stay. Mitch, you'll ride it cold from barrier one and just try and conserve, conserve, conserve. But um, look, I, I think the winner comes from your top two here. Um, Adornment is an out-and-out stayer. Um, we gave it a little, not a big push, we gave it a little 
little push last day. I got out to twelve thirteen dollars um, late and grabbed that's funny as which um, to both of our chagrins mm. I think um, on the line. It's three weeks between runs is adornment here. Pike, you'll probably find this nice little spot in running just off them. Um, as, slight, you, as he always does. As he yeah. always does. Slight slight query 16 to 2200 fourth up, whether it needs maybe one run to – she needs one run to be at uh, at her best and her peak fitness. But from this stable, well, you sort of uh, – you back them in to be nice and fit and ready to go. Um, but, yeah, Bella's Idol is the obvious danger. Um, took it up to Marichino last start. But it's also coming off a little break – second up into this as well off the the 14 days so um yeah not not a race i want to get overly involved here bj it? it is a, it is a funny race but um i'm pretty happy taking on the two horses i don't think will stay and they're both well on the market so at the current prices bella's idols around 650 it probably gets me but i'd probably it sounds funny it probably gets me but i'd probably have a lean to adornment mm. um if that makes sense true attraction was initially weighted at 54.5 kgs True Attraction won the Apprentice Jet. Challenge for Jet Stanley yesterday. I and- actually watched a replay of that, and um, a few I saw, I saw a few tr- tweets retrade him in who mm. was heavily backed. Um, bit stiff, was it? Yeah, that stung a little bit. Yeah, trade you were in, on, weren't you? Trade him in was a bit stiff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was following. True attraction in running. True attraction was able to angle out and get through. Trade him in wasn't able to get see daylight until late. It was a bit uh, stiff. But uh, but all credit to the winner. That was a, quite a heady ride from Jet Stanley yesterday. And um, as a result, the horse has been penalised 1.5 kgs and will now carry 56. But then you've got two kilos off for Lucky Lactar Ramoli. So um, true attraction on the three or four day backup. Uh, after the apprentice challenge yesterday. So. Yeah, mate, it's another one again. At, at this stage, it's in, but there's every chance if it doesn't pull up well, they'll, yeah, they'll whip so. it out. I, I think for me, it gave me the feel of three-day backup. We think the horse is cooked. We don't know if it's still going. I mean, and the, the drift, it was the best horse in that race, obviously, yeah. on, on on face value, but the drift, it was out the door. Mm. Like they didn't want a bar of it, and um, understandable too. Yeah, they um, might, might reassess after um, it won yesterday, and they, instead of cooking it, they might, uh, exactly right. they might sort of plot a more comfortable program moving forward adam's got four of the nine as well um so he's got a strong hand in this race already as well as another as well as the favorite in the fellow cerise and white barn mate in adornment as well so mm-hmm. whether uh, mr peters bob wants to be taking wants adornment and true attraction clashing when there's probably suitable rating races coming up remains to be seen so we'll watch this space there could be one or two out come uh, 8 a.m saturday morning but uh for me adornment just sort of was traveling really strongly uh, in that mile race last start and got out and gunned down. That's funny as, as Terry said, and was a strong win. So she's gone mile, 15 mile, finally steps up to her preferred distance range at the 2200 meters. She's five starts at this journey for two wins, two thirds. Two of those wins were at Ascot last summer leading into the Perth Cup. And uh, so she's obviously, um, and she's a listed feature Phillies winner as a three-year-old as well, so she's got class on her stop. She her kept side. surprising his last campaign, mm. didn't she? Yeah, she a couple of times. I think she knocked off Midnight Blue when we were both pretty keen on Midnight Blue. And that's right. And Pikey yeah. was uh, on um, no Carleen Heffel. Mm. Pikey was on um, Adornment. Yeah, yeah, and Carleen Heffel came late. That's right. Yep, yep, and plotted a Perth Cup campaign for that. Me. That's correct. So it has some class on her side, Adornment. I was really taken with Bella's Idol breezing outside a strong tempo set by uh, what was the leader of that race last night? Saucy, Saucy, Saucy Jack. The so, late, the late, unfortunately, as well. It was euthanized after the race. Oh, what? Yeah. I missed that. Yep. Oh, yeah. Bummer. Sad news. 
Very sad news. Oh, uh, yeah, condolences to the, everyone involved with uh, connected to Saucy Jack. To Saucy had them rolling out in front over this trip last start. It was a very solid 2,200-metre race, and Bella's Idol punched the breeze and still made Maricino sweat to get that victory. Um, yeah, has to be hard to beat as well, but adornment on top, I think Bella's Idol is the main danger. Yeah, no, I'm 100% with you there. Uh, the market... I think I think there's sort of a little bit in both. I've sort of got it sort of three dollars five fifty. They're three thirty six fifty. It's not, yeah, it's not a race I really want to play. But I just would be very confident in saying. And I said it's about Billy Ray last week. I tell you what, my laser being on fire. I reckon one of them hasn't won for a while now. A little string of them are uh, starting to uh, get up. But uh, Billy Ray went really well after the money came out. <laughs> after we gave it a bit of a knock. But uh, look, I'd be I'd be surprised if not to be missed. At four dollars eighty wins his horse race. So mm. I think that's a good twenty odd percent of your market that you can. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to bring the table into the table. into the Billy Ray situation. I said, okay, so what are we going to do with Billy Ray? And then I just got I got absolutely dispatched. Yeah, no. to even mentioning yeah, no, the horse's name. We don't want to listen. We don't listen to you. I'll tell you what, though. I, actually, I got no. Do you know I got, I got a bit excited about nothing. that. No, you yeah. got you got bugger all. Yeah. I got a bit. I was really happy with that. I know it's run. It's only run fifth or sixth. But I'm icy when <laughs> super. I thought like what got exactly what I wanted to say. Like roll, just be aggressive. Like gave a nice kick. Uh, where, win so races where did Big Deep run? Fourth. We, we, and I'm icy ran sixth, sixth, and what was the horse? But where where, where does eighty dollars bet fair? Where does Samusu run yesterday? Which one? Samusu. Samusu. Don't get me started on Samusu yesterday. I've never been, been sure. so I'm like so pumped with uh, some unplaced finishes, but well, uh, Samusu should have won by half the straight. Yeah, at about forty to one. <laughs> um, tell you what, I uh, let's touch on this now. We're there. Let's. I had one of the stiffest days in the punt. Guard the safe. This was my. This was my day. Guard the safe. Um, what, what was the next one? Guard the safe. Uh, Tina Kutu knocked off by Tommy Johnson. Well done, Tommy. Uh, Tina Kutu and smile for me, all at any old prices. Um, very keen on the trail. We're on second in tight old finish. It was, it was, uh, stiff as guts, but uh, did find the last winner though to get us out of trouble, brother Patrick. Yeah, brother Patrick took unders, um, somehow, but uh, for a third, Twitter tells me that Pistol Pete Antonitz, friend of the podcast, did he? He, he was, uh, he was keen, brother, ah, brother Patty as well, yeah, yeah, right. He fueled up on BP, did he? Mm, he sure did, yeah, very good. SP as yeah, well, yeah, old price. Mm. Oh, good on him. I want to, I'm not freaking a little text later. We can have a so is, is so. So where are you at with your punching at the moment? What what what, what kind of vein of form are you in at the moment? No, we're 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 saying well. Yeah, yeah, no, we're saying What I just you just know when you're in a lot of finishes, you know. Like even yesterday, I had little we're tiny little specks on a couple of other things that um at any old price and they're all just there or thereabouts. Um, yeah, so that that's how I sort of judge things a bit. One thing I've actually. Uh, just talk about me for a while. Now. Uh, one thing I was talking to Jared, uh, my mate, uh, yesterday, and I said my pricing isn't isn't as my pricing is not on at the moment as it sometimes is. I'm probably not reading how markets will move as such. Um, Cripper is for me the best in the business by a country mile. That that's really his strength, as uh, as a lot of people would know. So I'm I'm actually trying to focus more on finding the winner, which because mm. often on this this program I'm just talking about value, 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 value. But I'm actually trying to focus more on finding the winner and then determining when I will get that best price. If that's the early we see or if we wait for for Betfair late. But um, no, we're seeing seeing more right at the moment. So I'm usually my harshest critic, as you know, BJ. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we're seeing him right at the moment. Very good. It's time for the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind Competition. That's, that's right, Terry. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899. Located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring, 
If you get a chance, drop in and see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say g'day. Let him know you are a 1-1 one, one listener. Does he have a big deck? He has a big deck, all okay. right. So um, so last week was a trial run of our, our uh, new mastermind format guru, and it was a team Taylor face-off with Lockie Taylor, victorious over sister Brittany in a photo finish. It was a top photo. Yeah, went, went down to the wire. But mm. as a result... Lockie is back to defend his title, and today he will taking the champ will be taking on Deccan Shembury. So we'd just like to welcome Lockie and Deccan to the show. Hello, boys. Hello, Deck. How are we? G'day, everyone. Nice to be on. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> long time. That's one of my favourite sayings. I love the oldies that call into uh, the talkback radio. Go, long time listener, first time caller. Now, Deccan, we've got to. Uh, we've got you on. It'd be. Uh, it'd be remiss. It'd be rude of me for the listeners not to. Uh, not to ask. I've already asked, but uh, you've got. Uh, for those that don't know, I should say Deccan is a part owner in some uh, a couple of pretty sharp ones actually. Um, but probably the sharpest of the lot is a little. Uh, Man, now isn't that Philly? Salaya, a little Philly? Philly? She's a three-year-old Philly. Of course, of course, she's a three-year-old Philly. Of course, yeah. she's a three-year-old. Uh, in Salaya, Deccan um, going around second, even third favourite, I think. Even even with the fifty-six this weekend, um, can we can we have something on? What do you reckon? Is D Mac confident? He's he's a man that's not usually confident, is he? <laughs> uh, well, he has his sort of normal level of confidence, but. Um I did mention that um, whether whether she's ready to go at the fourteen hundred, um, the fitness might uh, the distance might fair out. Um, so anyway, look, I'm sure uh, she never really lets us down. I'm sure she'll be competitive again. Jeez, he sat in the fence nicely there, Deck. Yeah, really, uh, he really just planted himself on and got a nice little fence uh, imprint on his bum. There, he's locked. Uh, he's locked into mastermind mode. He uh, is. He so. is. I'm, I'm distracting him. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go hand over to BJ so we can now uh, we can pop into it. And Lockie, Lockie Taylor still be mm. uh, buzzing after OBH. Oh. Just uh, they just Brittany and Lockie labelled him on last week's edition of the one one, and he duly saluted for the punters, heavily supported as well. So it's uh, it was a was a big week for for Team Taylor, and hopefully it's a terrific result for. Deccan and the impressive racing team this Saturday. As yeah, well. all three of uh, the Taylors uh, ran a hole. Does what was it? Um, Zephyr Queen was uh, gone with about eight hundred to go and kicked back and ran third. Mm-hmm. And uh, she could just tell they had that little bit of latent polish, couldn't you? Like yeah. being there and working <laughs> in the yards, and you could just tell they had that little bit of uh, that little bit of fight in them. They usually wouldn't. So um, yeah, no, Jim. Came yeah, what that. time? Uh, what time are you coming up on Friday morning? Mate, I've Jim? already I've already done it. I've already been and gone um, this morning. Actually, it was probably before you got out of bed. So. I'd mucked out the yards okay, and um, yeah, just just jumped the gate because you usually open it at four thirty. I do remember that, but I just decided to jump the gate about three, and uh, I was out of there by four o'clock. Came home for a nap, so um, yeah, no, they'll be uh, right to go again no this way. week. Black, Black Shadow will be hard to beat yeah. again this week. Don't worry. The real the real the real test will be when Spin a Long Time uh, hits the racetrack. I think it's Monday. Yeah. I think yeah. it's Monday. Is it Monday? I think so. so yeah. They're, yeah. they're, they're truly, doing Monday. They yes. will truly know whether the latent polish. Is yeah, a, that is a that thing will be the one. Yeah, that will be a, a, a um, yeah big test. All right, so let's get cracking on. On this week's mastermind, the, the new fandangled edition of the mastermind. Now, um, we have a series of questions. Uh, first contestant to get three answers correct is crowned this week's mastermind. Your names are your buzzers. We'll just do a quick trial run. Lockie, buzz. Lockie. And deck, buzz in. Deck. All right, here we go. You ready, guys? Yes. Question yeah. one. Yeah. Terry, you're the judge. Don't forget. Don't nod off. Cup night. <laughs> Cup night won the 2019 Raconteur Stakes. At what track? At what track was that race held? Lockie. 
Lockie Taylor. That Roy- was at Ascot, I believe. Correct. Lockie one, Deccan zero. Okay, question number two. Which of these is not a Racken to a stakes winner? KC, Variation, or Gadding? Lockie. Lockie. Gadding is not a winner. Correct. Yeah, he's putting out, can we just check that your buzzer's working, Deck? You just want to try it out there? I think I'm struggling here. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be uh, Reckon, uh, Reckon's probably not, um, not, not the, uh, top of my knowledge. Uh, let's, there was, let's throw Deck. There was a couple of questions on a, on the Quake Queen handicap. I might be on that. <laughs> <laughs> I might throw. Don't worry. Uh, if, the questions, if, if the questions get any older, I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> I might throw Deck in a, uh, half a, a half volley here. Mm. Okay. So name the two listed races. Salaya has won this season. Oh, shit, I should know that. Deck, um, <laughs> the, oh, what's the lead-up to the Oaks called? Oh, um, dearie <laughs> me. I hope Darren's not listening to this. <laughs> um, I've only watched it about 400 times, but I, I don't think I could um, say the name of it. So, what's this is the Thousand Guineas, and what's the... Uh, I'm um, to think I'm, I'm going to be embarrassed here. That's all right. It's not like I'm you own. It's not like you own a share in it. I bet you could name the horse that took her on in the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dagger was a little bit outspoken about that one. Okay, so we've got the thousand guineas, and no, no, no uh, all the two races, Deccan. The two listed races that Salah has won this season. Uh, really? Um. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that out. Um, I, well, I, the Mel Vista keeps popping into my head, but that's the boys. Oh, no, that's not it. Um, yeah, I think we're going to struggle here. All right. We're on a, a five-second countdown now, Dick. And uh, if you don't get the two answers right, um, I'm going to send you some ownership papers over and BJ and I are taking uh, – <laughs> You're uh, you're sharing Salaya. So we're on a five, four, three. I hope Lockie knows these two. This would be great. One. All right, Lock, you're up. What have we got? All right, so we worked out it's not the thousand guineas. The race before the oak is the Natasha. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then (laughs) early on in the autumn. Early the on, challenge. In the you order. got it. The challenge. Oh. <laughs> he won the challenge. Let's <laughs> oh, go over the way. This is this is a bit of conjecture there. You know, we're gonna call it. We'll call no one. I'm gonna give no one that. Really? I'm gonna give no. All one right. One okay. So yeah. it's still lucky two, deck and zero. Yep. We have, and you can currently yeah, get you can currently get a dollar oh six lucky, and I reckon that's good shopping. All right. So we can bet in the run here at the mastermind. Multi choice. <laughs> Who rode Ms. Lecky to win the 2018 Racken to Estates? Was it? Sean O'Donnell, Jerry Noski, or Daniel Stake? Lockie Stake. Lockie. Lockie, you're up. Jerry. I think oh, was. congratulations. I think oh, there we go. It's, can we put in like some applause? Yeah. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Tremendous stuff. It was like um, it was like playing against St Kilda at the moment, though. Deccan was just some witch. You were just a witch's hat out there, Deccan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was embarrassing. But, um, yeah, as I said, I was... I was 
10 to 1 and, and drifting. Yeah, I reckon 10 to 1 was under. That's 11 dollars so. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew you weren't going to compete well, but I knew you were going to have a couple of little snide remarks. That, Sorry, that, the, that's, worth, the that's worth a voucher on its own deck. And no, uh, congratulations, Lockie Taylor, back to back mastermind winners, uh, winner Lockie Taylor and uh, Deck and Chambry. Thanks for joining us here on the new edition of the Mastermind. Thanks, boys. So congratulations to Lockie Taylor. He is recorded his second Mastermind victory on the trot. Uh, he'll be back again next week, so we've got to search for another challenger to take on the champ, Terry. So we'll organise that during the week. So that's a $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel in the mail. Another one for Lockie Taylor. He can give them to his mum, to his dad, to his sister, to his nan, whoever I wants reckon, to use I that. I reckon there's a plethora of Tinder dates lining up to uh, to pop out to pop out to the Mundaring with El Taylor. So I reckon he needs to keep winning. Yes. Um, just to just to just take the uh, the throng of women out there that are waiting to to date him. <laughs> just to just to uh, finance his his uh, dating life, that's for sure. So no, uh, thanks again to the Mundaring Hotel, Heart of the Hills, since 1899. We'll be back again with another live edition of the new Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. And thanks again to Deck and Shembury, who was a good sport and joined <laughs> us uh, on uh, on the latest edition of the Mastermind, Terry. Yes, no, it's your uh, Deck and a good sport. He just messaged me then saying thought I went well. I said, yeah, yeah, you travelled strongly in the run, just didn't really let down. <laughs> Straight. Hopefully, Soleil goes a bit better than but, Deccan. But uh, yes, oh, I think Soleil will go a bit better than Deccan. Well, that's not difficult. I think most horses will go better than Deccan did. But um, I just want to say this was your little uh, brainchild. I think uh, because it's 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 early days. That was our first over the phone one. Obviously, last time was the Taylors in person. Um, I think it's going well. You I just like wanted it? to give. I just wanted to. Give, I think you needed that. You know, you needed just to hear like it's good. It's good, and I actually believe it. I think this is going well. <laughs> I really like it. So uh, so well done to you. Oh, yeah, you you don't get the credit you deserve sometimes. So well done to you. Bit of positive reinforcement never yeah, goes astray no, Terry. exactly so, right no i'm glad that we're aligned here on the, on the new edition of, of the mastermind mm. and um lucky taylor can he make it a three-peat next week that's what everyone wants to know so we'll, we'll make some i want to i want to bring in a rule and then let we'll think about this during the week so this isn't gospel but it's at the end of every year bj as you know um well only not twice but uh, have a little uh end of year function where we uh put on uh, a day of food and beverages for uh, anyone uh, WA racing-wise. It's sort of like my Christmas party. I want to make like a rule where if you win five on the bounce or something and you're not, uh, you know, you get a little invite for the free day or something. I don't Pretty know. Good. Yeah, what do you reckon? Like you a little one-one one end of year function. Yeah. Exclusive one-year end of year function. I think so. Taylor will probably already be there. But, um, yeah, if someone else can jag five on the bounce or something like that, I don't know. Let's just how, like a little... How are we going to get contestants? We're just gonna, are we going to put oh, it out to the public oh. to, to see whether they want to jump in or not? They'll, they'll we just contestants, just yeah, left, right, and center. Might have put something out on Twitter at the one yeah. one pod just to see uh, what the appetite is. Well, you've got uh, who's the um, we've got obviously a lot of multiple winners, mm -hmm. so um, Travis couldn't make it on this week. Um, but Trav Murray will be uh, as soon as he's available, he'll be the first one in, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I think we just get some of our multiple winners on as well, mm. get some of the sharper minds just to see who really is. Just, just to say who really is he? Exactly right. So, like, he's pretty, pretty clue, isn't he, for a young, for a young fella? The, it, yeah, yeah, the uh, he was pretty sharp today, wasn't he? He, he was, was. Yeah, I, I don't think Brittany psyched him out last week. So, because he, he was definitely he was two nil down yeah. early, wasn't he? Yeah. So since he went two nil down, he's got six on the bounce. He was like like Federer at Wimbledon. He's come from two <laughs> sets, two sets down, and then nah, he's just just nah, walked, sorry, walked that'll do me. Nah, no, 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 no. If you're giving if you're giving El Taylor and R Federer in the same sense, that that'll actually do me. I'm walking out. <laughs> I'm, I'm walking in that theory, man. All right, let's get, let's get moving forward onto our preview. Okay. Race five is the free entry to Belmont Park Handicap. 
They're not charging people to go to Belmont these days. Yeah, Terry? Yeah. <laughs> <Where are we? laughs> Deary, hey, how good is it though? Free entry. That's like, that's like charging you to come around here for the podcast every <laughs> Thursday morning, isn't it? Um, Char- yeah, no free to, entry. Charge you to park on your lawn. Good, yeah. yeah, exactly right. Mm. Like the, the footy, remember back in the day, you used yeah. to have little signs up there. Yeah, it's like so. when you uh, go to the Royal Show and the, all, yeah, the, yep. all the Claremont people still doing that. Still, yeah, for sure. He's, he's grow up. People. There's vacant blocks there that you've got to pay 20 bucks a car pay. Yeah, come on, guys. Um... It is this race. Uh, this race had me um, me scratching me old noggin, BJ. Um, couple of sprinters. I was going to ask you about Eoways and Boomtastic. Um, backing up of I don't like sprinters backing up of seven days at the best of times, but backing up second up of seven days to me that's a real concern with the freshness they're going to have in their legs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're, they're, for me that that's the form reference. That's the best form reference. But I mean, what what? What type of horses are we going to see, or how, how close are they going to be to their best? Um, we've got Amasina's coming back, soft trial from a freshen up, probably going to be back last. Comes a time, super impressive winner. Um, geez, we ended up in Devoted Star when it got out to 12, 13 bucks. That was a heartbreaker, BJ. Mm. Certainly was. Comes a time, did deserve the win, I do think, with the, the pressure it absorbs from Agent J, however. Um, and then you've got horses like Long Beach, who's going to be uh, out the back. But um, I found this a really difficult race to dissect. I was hoping you could point me in the direction of the winner. Uh, I reckon. Oh, geez, you're not selling me. No, I reckon Boomtastic was and wasn't as bad a run as what I know you were quite keen on it, and it was out the gate in betting. I just think that it ran into a pretty hot lineup last week, breezed outside. We've got dreams and just punctured a bit late. So there's there's improvement there. Comes a time on the quick backup. Justin Warwick, Warwick special, and the other horse that you mentioned. Who was the other horse you mentioned? E. Ways. I thought he was really good. If he was able to be where Miss Frost was in running and have that width and um, the ability to build momentum, I suppose from the 500 until straightening, I reckon E. Ways would have finished second to. Nero Dio uh, in that race last Saturday, but he's going to get back on the fence from one. Is he going to be able to build into the race from from there with Craig Staples on board? I think it's uh, I think it's a, a tough task for you always, but he does have significant closing speed, which he displayed again last Saturday. So he is a horse that can get himself out of a jam. But for me, I just think this is Amasinus's race. He's going to get back three wide line peel launch, good booming finish. Uh, horse Looks on like the, Belmont will suit too. Horse on the rise. Chris Parnham rides this filly, uh, this mare rather, very confidently. Simon A will have her tuned up, ready to fire. First up, gets in well-placed with 56 kilos in this grade. Fresh, I think it's, uh, remember Fresh, last preparation when it was climbing all over heels and almost went through the fence in that race behind Cubelling. So really she probably should have won all four starts last prep. Um, smart mare. I think this is Amasinus all the way. Pretty keen. Very good. Yeah, not not a huge amount to add, to be honest with you. Um, the one thing I sort of looked at with Amasinus is your, your three leaders and all the three horses that have to sort themselves out. It probably comes a time, uh, Boomtastic and Express Time. They're probably your three. Just so I think all three of them have got uh, a reasonably sharp operator. So to come from last over a thousand, it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world uh, compared to if you say had a fifty hundred dollar pop out in front bowling along, stopping on him and bunching the field up. So um, just on the dry day, I think you definitely want every bit of the. The $3.80, I think, uh, that's currently on offer for Amasinus. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't really have a, a strong opinion here. Looking forward to – I'd love to see Rain of Fire come back, but if a two-year-old doesn't come back for its next campaign, I usually just um, uh, have a big watch on it for all future campaigns. Yeah, big watch first up, Rain of Fire. I thought that trial win over Saleo was really encouraging the other day. Encouraging. Yeah. Too. Good choice of words, actually. Uh, so he's, he's, he's a nice, really nice horse, but – Sometimes when you when you fire up at Belmont during the winter and it's like, oh, hang on, we've got to double a Guineas horse on our hands, you bring it back for a Guineas prep and you're taking on 
the cream of the crop. Like every basically every good three year old wants to run in the Belgravia, the Faritha, and the Guinea. So you're taking on the best of the best. And if you haven't had enough time off between your Belmont prep to that summer prep, and you're still maturing, you can't do it. Aches half-assed. and pains. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's it's a bit of a task when you're taking on horses like clairvoyance, um, horses in the you know the good horses in the Faritha and the the WA Guinea. So he had a tough task but i think the best of rain of fire is really good i expect him to win a heap of races this fellow so it'd be interesting to see how he goes blinkers on first up over the thousand i wouldn't be surprised to see him thereabouts when the whips are cracking but mm-hmm. for me i just i just feel as though just how confident chris parnham is when he when he gets on these simon a miller horses he just knows what he's got underneath him and it suits his style he can just conserve Keep them balanced. Get them out to the middle of the straight. We saw it. Um, we saw it on multiple occasions. Last preparations, let Amasinas work through her gears, and I think she can work them over late. Yeah, for the sake of a tip, uh, Boomtastic's the one that's come up over my price like last week. On face value, probably looked a little bit poor, but it says they went below bench to the turn. I don't think it was. That's based on a soft six rating, and I think by that stage of the day, the track was probably closer to a heavy eight, considering mm-hmm. the amount of racing had been done on a wet pad. So, um, just looking at a head-to-head basis here, we've got Dreams trialed really nicely going into that, and Boomtastic beat home. We've got Dreams pretty comfortably in the run. Mm-hmm. So I just think it was a race, and uh, Pikey often talks about the race flow and the race pattern. I think it was a race flow and pattern that suited those off-speed. Um, so while I don't like the seven-day backup, and I just gave that a little knock. Um, I think going forward, JT Warwick's one man you don't mind on the short backup yeah. even with a sprinter perhaps um one, one the nine, thing at the nine ten bucks I, I think for a horse that's going to go forward over a thousand um it's top ratings and it's top uh top level form is it's it's probably pretty better, good probably better than this lot apart from eeyore ways from what we're saying but amasinus has the ceiling obviously yeah uh, the thing with to consider with boom tastic is she's no longer with simon a miller so anecdotally this is completely off the top of my head i would I would imagine that Simon A. Miller's um, ability to get a horse to to be ready to go first up and second up is about as good as it gets in Western Australia. Justin Warwick for mine is always a trainer a who's, who, who's a builder through the preparation. He likes them to have long preparations. He lets them race their way into peak fitness. That's completely anecdotal, but I feel as though Boomtastic's condition was the thing that gave out last Saturday. Quick backup with Lucy going on who would um, have a bit more of an intimate understanding. I think that we'll see a much more more competitive performance from Boomtastic. Yep. All right. Moving on to the first leg of the Quadrella. Uh, Over the 1600, the Blue Stone. A bit of the Blue Stone, yeah. Uh, the blue stone I've uh, get just, some get some blue stone yeah no the, uh, he like a bit of blue stone handicap <laughs> now uh, try for us very well supported uh, query here you're the handicapping man the one I asked the questions to so last start 60 plus uh, got a kilo and a half for uh, the three year old allowance it's now just a half kilo do you lose that after you've utilised it once is that how it works exactly no, it's just it's just because she raced in May last start that the, it's the, a timing. Yeah, thing. the time. So the month yeah. now that we're into June, the three old allowance would have reduced. Oh, yeah. Very good. Okay. So which is why she goes up three kilos for that win. Yeah, it's a, it is a look for me. It just just on the impost. And, um, also, and also, you've got to remember too that the um, the it's a fifty nine plus rather than a sixty plus. Yeah. So yeah. last start was a sixty plus. This race is a fifty nine plus. So she goes up three three. She's three kilos above the limit, which she which she won on last start. So she's effectively got two kilos for winning. She's lost a half kilo for the three the change in the three old allowance, and she's gained another half kilo for the fact that it's a, um, the minimum had to be raised. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically she's she's got two wins for the price of one weight. One and a half. One and a half for the price of one weight wise. So uh, she did win well. Uh, She was given every conceivable by Chrissy Parnham. Uh, The horse around second Cuban Twist went pretty well yesterday. So there's the four mines aren't too bad from that race. The verdict one as well yesterday, who was in that same Uh, race. San Crispino, I think. Yeah, went good in the. Yep, San Crispino well in that. So the the four mines aren't too bad from the race. But um, I I just think when you you cop the kilo and a half and you're two dollars twenty. Handicappers do catch up with you. This is her debut campaign, and she's having a six start. Look, I've got her on top, but I've sort of I've got her closer to the three dollar fifty range, mm-hmm. um, and I think she's two dollars twenty uh, across the corporates at the moment. So basically, says to me, we, we try and get her beaten, you know, um, at that sort of price. I thought she'd be a two fifty chance. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I just I feel that there's some there's some risk in uh, some risk in her at that price here. Um, the other thing, I, I think she probably ends up on the back of a horse like Sky Five, and I expect Sky Five, considering it's going to be the dry conditions. I think Sky Five, like a lot of the Planet Five. Um, go very well on the wet, but um, I think that might mean she has to be exposed early because mm-hmm. um, I think Sky Five won't be giving a big kick on straightening or too big a kick on straightening, which means she sort of could be exposed to um, some dirty air at about the, the 250, 300. And just perhaps with a little bit of extra weight deeper into a prep, she could be susceptible late. Um, okay, so who? who, that's, the problem, who, who? that's the problem though. There's a, there's a stack of it. Can I throw you a can, name at you? You can. What do what do you think of what Kerman Rock? Kerman Rock. Um, I didn't know which one you were going to go with there. Ah, uh, yeah, Kerman Rock's above my quote. Well, yeah. the, the problem for me here, and this is where I have to sort of punt smarter, not harder, mm-hmm. is they've all come above my price because I've got try for us. Uh, okay. longer. Yep. Um, yeah, not not out, again. I've got a favourite, a yep. clear favourite, but um, just longer than its current quote. Ah, uh, yeah, Kerman Rock's super. I think Kerman Rock's um, a really underrated uh, galloper. Actually, the step up to the mile of seven days is probably really suitable. Um, you know, when it's fourteen start career, it's backed up off seven days six times. Has it really? Uh, <laughs> just just loves racing. So uh, ran uh, third, beaten a length. This in is a, yeah, in this a, is in a, a derby. This is seven its, days. This is its third start in fourteen days. Yep. Yeah. 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 Just just runs. It's just runs. It's forest. Source gump, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I thought he was he was huge last Saturday. Yeah, nice. went went great coming yeah. down the outside uh, against Billy had to, Ray had to sustain a long a long yep. forward move. Can to, jump to, as well, so it doesn't have to be last yeah. last start. Sort of Sean just um, probably let her flip back a little bit further than probably intended. Um, yeah, I, I think it's uh, yeah. She's a he. Sorry, he, he is a major, major, major player here, and the stable's going well. Um, the Willishard is, um, is is training well at the minute, so there's no reason he can't win. Um, but th- th- as I was saying, th- I could just make a case for so many of them. Um, I'm Eugene is good. I don't like the step up to the mile. Chile is hot. That. Only beat Sky Five, but did so really, really uh, authoritatively. Um, losing Mitch, I don't like. I, I do think um, it, it's a better horse for Mitchell Pateman, but obviously he can't ride at the 55 and a half. Um, and then. Um, Whiting's uh, one on her twice. Though. Whiting has. I, yeah, yeah, Whiting has one on her. But um, I, know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, Whiting has one on her, but um, yeah, I just, I do like Mitch. Um, on those other horses, Pickler Signora, I think weight wise will be pretty popular. Um, she didn't do much wrong last start. I was on Golden Bunny form reference, may not be the strongest in the world. And, and Chris, despite the wide gate, gave her a 10 out of 10. Nice card into it. Probably had the opportunity to get past Golden Bunny, but couldn't quite do so. Lactar has ridden her twice this campaign. She went huge on both occasions. Uh, stiff not to beat the verdict and won her maiden from last. From barrier one, you'd suspect he's going to be three about the fence with no weight. 
looking for runs. Could be an index card horse, I reckon. I reckon, like I reckon Pickles and Newell will come up pretty big for mm. a lot of people in that sense, and I think it'll be quite popular. Uh, Tiff has spoken, was backed off the map, was backed like it was Winks, wasn't it, in that championship final? Like, don't get me wrong, I thought it was overs at the six, seven bucks, but $2.80, gee whiz. Uh, Alan Kennedy stuck to the inside pads, um, probably had his chance, but I also think the wide was better at that stage of proceedings. I think it was beaten by the just, stable, I think mate. just got shuffled back a bit at a crucial stage as well, just yeah. lost its position between the six and the four um, with, I think, the horse of Luke Fernie's Super Rex yep. was in the race and just sort of stopped. And There was a lot more speed yeah. in that than we'd probably initially anticipated just, just and they in, all shuffled. Impacted, impacted its, its flow into the race, whereas uh, Dark Assault had that, um, sort of came with an uninterrupted run and the second horse, the stable mate, Crystal Dane, was wide throughout. But Jeez, wasn't it was that, almost, wasn't that some type of run? That was huge, but sometimes in those muddling run races on those type of tracks. Sure, it'll be three. Sometimes you just yep. need that momentum, don't yep. you? Yeah, 100%. So. Yeah, that's why we talk about some of the younger apprentices keeping them out of trouble with lower weights, and that can be a, a benefit on the wet tracks. So, um, yeah, look, Tiff from nine, I think um, look, the mile doesn't really worry me. Some of uh, Tiff's best runs uh, were against some pretty good horses like Saleo when sitting deep the trip, So, and that was over the mile. So I think it runs out the mile. It just gives me a little bit of a nonny feel, you know, um, and that's um, that's my mid, mid-year resolution, BJ, backlist. Uh, Backless noise. You know my favorite. No more, no my, more the one, one of my favorite parts of the pun yesterday was just hovering over because um, playing red got out to six bucks late on Betfair, and I thought, oh, I got to have something on here, don't I? And I didn't. I didn't, and it loomed up, and it couldn't get past no dust on me. You know why? Because it's a nonny, mm. and it's a nonny. We should not back nonnies. Like just. Nonnies just suck you in. They just, uh, oh, geez, just don't get me started on nonnies. But so I think Tiff might be a nonnie. Tiff is a moral after I've just said that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I've just basically given Tiff every possible chance. Um, but another one I'm going to end up on is one that you gave a little bit of a push for first up. Could not have ended up in a less suitably run race for a stay of resuming, and that's Pikey. We're gonna we're gonna find we're gonna uh, tip uh, W Pikey at a little bit of a price. And that's Treasured Crown. Yep. Um, they went 16, 17 um, lengths below bench to the turn for a stay of resuming. Like, mm. what are you meant to do? Billy Ray came out of that race and and, and went nicely. Soul went super. Mm. Um, yeah, you just basically you just forget it all. But I just thought. I just thought Treasure Crown always travelled really, really nicely in the run. And I actually, I loved its last, um, last two hundred metres, around only the third quickest for the race. But it's, it. I don't think Treasure Crown's a horse that's going to pick up and, um, and, and sprint like that. So willing to uh, not forgive, but just take that as a really positive going forward. I and one thing I often talk about BJ is I love to segment um, horses' uh, careers. And, and if you look at um, you look at Treasure Crown, the first campaign it was going to be a dispersal horse mm. for Bob. You know, just was no good. Came back second campaign one. It's maiden at fourteen hundred. Um, then came out second up and it ran fourth in a class one behind Captain Burglar Outback Jack. It was better than a class one. It was a really nice race. Then obviously went on and had a really good campaign. Um, won a couple more. Then they had a two month fresh and up brought it back and it was just. A horror show, like it shouldn't have come back. It was beaten panels both times um, over a staying trip. Don't really know what they were trying to do there. This had a proper spell, trialed nicely, and I think this might be a proper horse, but I think the reason we're getting our $10 each way is um, because of the debut campaign and that least recent little comeback for two starts that um, don't look pretty on its um, CV. So, yeah, I think you could win. I just I just thought this might be one more building run yeah. until it gets up over a trip. And you can see it just working through those 2,000, 2,200-meter Belmont races um, and being really, really hard to beat. So... Um, but yeah, has to be has to be has to be a chance, especially 
the way that the Cerise and White operation is coming together over the last few weeks. So we'll wrap up race six. Yeah, race six. So, so you'll try for us? We'll try for us should win, but I'm definitely going to have something on Kerman Rock. I thought that yeah. he was just about ready to peak and he's on the quick, quick backup, the backup, the backup, and uh, did run third in the derby. So he's going to get a good run for Sean McGrady and uh, could be nuisance value at double figures. Yep, I like it. Yeah, it's a funny horse. Shoes of Ekra. Now, Shoes of Ekra has won twice. Um, first up, no trial. Peter, tell you what, watch Peter Lynch's horses first up over the mile, no trial. He's a genius. He gets them to absolutely uh, run bolters. Like, I don't think Shoes of Ekra is probably winning this. Scratched a week ago with a little pinprick in the hoof, I think. Um, but, yeah, we'll go around 100 to 1 or so here. And, um, yeah, it's it's a better horse than 100 to 1, if that makes sense. But, um, yeah, I uh, I won't be backing it here but uh, i just love peter lynch's horses first up over a journey he um audacious isn't yeah it? they are they're all that's where we'll said they are very audacious so we just had a pause to watch the first at carnarvon terry mm. good result mm. beautiful <laughs> so i just want to touch on carnarvon before we move on to race seven on uh rack and tour stakes day which will actually be the rack and tour stakes race seven did you catch the Shivers of joy disqualification. Yeah, what's what's going on there? So what a my understanding of the situation was that Shivers of Joy ran third at Pinjarra, scalp side rated fifty one, mm-hmm. and then when it went to Carnarvon, it was rated at forty seven, which I believe was a, a typo or there was a mistake, a human error, um, data entry mistake made. So its rating should have been. 51 when it was entered at Carnarvon. The horse was entered in a 48-plus handicap. So due to it rating 47, it was weighted at 55. If it had have had its correct rating of 51, it would have had 56.5 kilos. It's run with 55 after the handicap was signed off on the weights and it went through um, all the way through to race day. It won with 55, won well. Uh, and then it was discovered the next time it was nominated that it actually went around with an incorrect weight, it should have had a 56.5. So what's happened is- Well explained, by the way. There was a steward's inquiry, and of course it was an internal um, human error which, which happens, which is which we no one likes to see, but it can happen, and there probably needs to be some adjustments made to the rower's internal handicapping software so that these um, mistakes can be red flagged before weights are released. However, has Dennis Cooper had a bit of a win here? So. The wash-up of the result was that the horse was disqualified. So What's it actually lost? lost it, doesn't, it doesn't get any points. It's, it's, lo- it's got no points. However, it's got the stake money. The connections have got the stake money for the win. Does that mean the horse, the the horse that ran second get the stake money too? Yes. And that's actually given the win. So it's well. almost like a just justice payout? That's just bizarre for me. I don't, and I, now I, Shivers I, of Joy to go around today as a 51 rider. Yeah. Despite winning that race by three and a half, would have got four or five points. So it gets two kilos less today, chance to win another race. Yes. It's just, that's no, just, just, I don't know who's making those decisions. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, Dennis should not have been penalised, but just the horse, and you've also got to use a bit of common sense. The extra kilo and a half, two kilos wouldn't have mattered. The horse won by panels, won with a leg in the air. Just give it its four points, make it a 55 rater, and say, off we go. And we made a mistake, it won by three and a half. Yeah, you know, we've just made a blue, let's just move on, and just made a big deal about it, made a, just, just, just unnecessary things have occurred. The horse that ran, Maybe they were protesting vehemently the horse around. Right, so yeah, which which is probably fair no, enough. If you, if you put yourself beaten, in, yeah. if you put yourself in, in their shoes, you, 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 it's worth having a crack because you're, uh, you know, you you have. Not that I believe that kilo and a half would have made any difference whatsoever, 
It's just a completely unprecedented set of circumstances. I can't remember anything like this happening. I think they call it a show of shit. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't remember anything like this happening again. But So what's happened is, so the horses won the race, been disqualified, connections have uh, maintained the, they've kept the prize money for the win, but it's rating, it's going around at Carnarvon today off a rating of, 51. So it got a it got a ratings penalty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though it's been disqualified. So I don't know. It's it's a hard thing to wrap your head around. So it wouldn't have got, it won't get a class penalty because no, it, but, but it got to win there. But it, it's it's going around today, so it's gonna have a ratings penalty. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So in effect The class penalty's huge as well because you'd 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 love to stay as a class one galloper. You know, yeah. I think it was around a class three today from memory. Um and it's a two or three to run first or second. Yeah, it'd be hard depending, to do today, depending yeah. if it gets crossed. Well yeah. as I was just saying, you're off air and not in the dirt. From barrier two, that can be a poison chalice. chalice so. The moment you get crossed, you're cooked. And I dirt. actually mm. think the stewards have middled this. Oh, hang on. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. How much they pay for this? No, this, no. This commentary. I this I didn't even consider this to be an option that they were going to disqualify the horse and but the connections were going to be able to keep the prize money. I think this is just about the fairest result Surely you possible. Don't they get the points? Shouldn't you get the points? What do you mean got the points? Oh, it won, so it should be a 55 rater now. So now a horse like Mordor has got to take no, it. No, no. It, it, it did get the points because don't forget. Nah. It, yes. It, nah. Hang on. Let's just uh, – just uh, give me a moment. I'm relatively confident. Oh, I see what you're saying. It should have been it should have been a 51 and now it's a 51 today. It's gone from a 47 to a yeah. 51. Yeah, yeah. It should go, they should have moved it up to a uh, but still, 55. But that's not the stewards. That's the handicapper. I, this is the just about the fairest outcome. Like Dennis Cooper doesn't get the photo on the wall, right, and through no fault of his own, but he gets the cash. Yeah, when he gets enough photos up at Carnarvon, <laughs> trains a couple of winners. He gets again. the cash and I think this, I think this is a, a good result. I think this is, a com- probably, this, is, this is a common sense result. Do you know who's probably a bit stiff on it? The people about the second horse. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean. In saying that, they were beating panels. They weren't winning either way, as you said. So, yeah, yeah. no, nah, it's, yeah, all, all's well that ends well, I believe is the old saying. Well, hopefully it doesn't win, doesn't happen again, but um, there, there are a few other Thing problems that I have with the system. I'm not a huge fan of country ratings. I think horses should have one rating across the board, and I think I think it's more the the, hand, the te- handicapping template and the programming that needs adjusting to. And that if we had those things in place, that we wouldn't necessarily need country ratings. And this is what happens when you have these uh, horses As fluctuating, said, fluctuating be between simple, the regions. Should yeah. be a simple formula, shouldn't it? it? Should be very simple. Yeah. I think sometimes we made it make it a little bit harder than what we need to. Yeah, it should do. Well, handicap smarter, not harder. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's the wrap. Up. That's our Carnarvon uh, mm. edition of the one one. Yeah, the red dirt. <laughs> I reckon the, the handicappers or the stewards might have been uh, had a bit of the yeah, the red dirt might have uh, got into their brain cells. I think at that stage of proceedings. So, uh, but yeah. Anyway, she was a joy. Might go. Might make it bang bang. Well, that remains to be seen. But mm. let's keep moving forward. Racket to a stakes day. Racket to a stakes. The feature of the day. Race seven, three fifty this like Saturday, this. June five. Uh, huge noms. The field has dropped away significantly, okay. and but it, it is a good quality nine horse field, Guru. Yeah, quality over quantity, I think here, BJ. Mm-hmm. Um, not many roadblocks. No, not many roadblocks. Mm-hmm. Benji will be Benji's is probably your one obvious horse that um, looks a little out of place. It's currently sixty one dollars. Yeah. I'd happily put up five hundred on Betfair, I reckon, and I don't reckon you should you'd take that. Um, what, what was the horse you put up five hundred on Betfair? Oh, Brian, <laughs> <laughs> Big Caroline, well, Big Caroline. Someone right. back there as well, and yeah. I, was, uh, I was on course with you actually. Yeah, yeah and, that was Barbara um, Cup. 
I think, I think, because I those type of ones, you get, you know, you're standing it for ten thousand. Like, yeah, I usually just back it back, and I, I think I forgot to, and I was halfway through the race, and I'm going, oh shit, if this happens to win here, I'm gonna, yeah, it's not gonna be a big day for me, but um. Yeah, big Caroline. Won, a, won its last couple up in Port Edmund. Half dirt, half grass. That's our other podcast, the mm. half dirt. We're going to call that, that podcast half dirt, half grass. Port Hedland only. <laughs> yeah, just PH only. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, tough day at Port Hedland last Sunday, actually. Um, but this is, a, this is a cracking race. Really, really interesting race. Um, I, I have narrowed it down to, well, two winning chances. Um, and they're the first and third horses in the market in Graceful Girl and Salaya. Um, probably, probably going to ask BJ. I actually don't know who you like here, which is this is makes it a good discussion talking mm-hmm. point. Um, Billy Ain't Silly has been super, has been really, really good, but it's been beating up on the older horses with really nice leads with no weight and Lactar's claim. I don't mind like Dusty here with no claim. I, I think you'd prefer that as a punter um, with Billy Ain't Silly because he knows the horse and he's riding it well, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I just feel with no surrender in the breeze. Um, and I think early early doors, no surrender might even have a little pop to try and take Billy on for the top. But I think I think they'll be pretty keen to kick up, and I think Billy ain't so they will kick up and lead. Um, but yeah, I just think from um, from the breeze, no surrender. We'll be putting the pressure on. Then you're going to have Salaya probably on the back of no surrender, and you're going to have uh, she's God to you on the back of Billy ain't silly. That's a couple of pretty good uh, leaders back and breeze horses. Um, she's God to you was huge last start after they. I think tactically the stable got that a little bit wrong, mm-hmm. trying to go back on a wet day. Um, but I, I just think there's some really good horses on your back. Um, and then you've got Graceful Girl, who's going to be either a pair or two pairs further back. Depending how that all pans out, um, uh, I've read be, that- She'll be watching everything unfold. She'll be watching it all unfold and having the final crack at them. And um, yeah, I just think from those positions, I think Soleil will let down too well and get past Billy. And I think Graceful Girl is going to be too sharp for Billy as well. When it comes from those two, current markets very close to mine. Soleil is probably even just a slight yeah, bit for me. Yeah. Um, are, I, you, are you surprised with the way the market has fallen? Yeah, to a degree. These up and coming, uh, these up and coming, recent white runners um, are always going to be popular. Um, but I don't know, seven days, Graceful Girl, up to the 1,400. There is some risk in that for me. Um, she's not as professional as Salaya. The one thing is Salaya's got a really handy turn of foot, which we probably didn't get to see enough of because she was forced to lead races over a longer journey. But if you go back to her runs at the 1,400 metres, I mean, she's ran second to Kiss and Awful Cheeks. She then beat Kiss and Awful Cheeks in Western Empire. Like, she's got big scalps next to her name. Huge, yeah. She's And they said the whole time, we don't think she's a 1,800 to 2,000 meter horse we're only going to these races because they're there yeah um and th- there's nothing else there and we, we're actually leading them up as well question so, for you though yeah go billy ain't silly last mm. start that was a super fast mile race mm-hmm. like i just let him uh i think everything like, else around it was slightly so the fact that star line worked so hard to get to the breeze right and yeah. it still ran third or fourth and not to be missed as a horse got second got held up half yeah. the straight like for me there was just nothing there that, 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 the that, margins are irrelevant to some degree sorry what i'm thinking is if this is a genuine test of fourteen hundred meters, how does that? How does Salaya handle that first up coming into like a, a high pressure race? She's quality. She's 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 probably. I don't know. She's probably one of our yeah. best horses just yeah. in general. I think you know they'll, they'll be looking at the railway later. In the yeah. So Solaya, I wonder so. if if Dmax yep. going to have her screwed down now or whether the Belmont Guineas is a race. Yeah. So, uh, but she's going to be one one. I reckon following no surrender. Uh, She's going to loom. 
she's just where the graceful she's, girl is close enough yeah. and gets past her. That's it. That, and, that's, and that's the that's the game. That's that's, that's well, the for game. me. That is one hundred percent the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I marked them three dollars versus three dollars forty. Um, Deck is interesting. Just what he when we had him on the mastermind earlier, uh, old witches hack Shembury. Um, <laughs> Deck. Uh, Deck did say uh, that Darren said she might need the run. Um, mm. She might need it. But uh, in saying that, you got to remember all those. Uh, most of her races, she's done a fair bit of work. This one here, she's probably should just pop into the um, into one one, have some cover, and only have to make that 200, 300 meter sprint that she's got. And you'd think no surrender should be a nice little tack into the race as well. Yeah. Um, in the breeze, it shouldn't be uh, gone too early and exposing her too early. So, uh, look, I, I gunned ahead. I'd say I think Graceful Girl will probably get the job done and probably get over Soleil late. But, um, oh, but no, to, to be honest, I, I really I can't separate them. Mm. So at the current prices, I'm, I'm going to go with Soleil. Yeah, I was sort of initially leaning to Saleya. And then I was thinking, Graceful Girl's got those two runs under its belt on the quick backup. I believe it would have won by further if she had have got into the clear sooner last Saturday. That was a really, really strong win up to the 1400. She's going to be more likely going to be following Saleya in transit. Pike's just going to get last crack at Saleya. And just the way this filly lets down, Underneath William Pike, uh, up over the 1,400 metres. Saleya, a touch vulnerable perhaps. First up at a genuine 1,400 metres, especially if Lacta has Billy rolling along out in front. Uh, I think Grace will deal with those grounding runs underneath, breathing fire on the quick backup. I reckon she can get the better of Saleya. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Professionalism is one word I want to use here, mm -hmm. though. Professionalism. And we know that Saleya is just a professional operator. Graceful girl still got a lot to learn. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Still yeah. got a lot to learn. But so. you know those horses a lot. They just, like, race to race. They just, like, you, you watched Billy, Billy Ray the other day, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the most problematic yeah. horses in training. The other day he began from one, he travelled, the the race opened up for him and he put him away. Do what about know? um I just feel like they sometimes these Peters was just they can they can jump. They can make a they can make a leap. But Graceful Girl will need to because Slayer's a bloody star. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember um, a horse called Arcadia Queen? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, remember Arcadia Queen couldn't, couldn't get near the speed, had to settle last every start, then yeah. came but, out in a um, a Kingston Town and lobbed just behind. Yeah, the Guineas. Yeah, just one of the most – and the Kingston as well. Yeah. One of the most professional performances you'll see. Um, so as you said, they, they do learn and they do um, they do get there. But Graceful Girl still looks like she she's not quite there mentally in that sense and she's going to do a bit of early. like – Early. Yes. Early. Yeah. Early. Well, that's okay. Yeah. yeah, early. Exactly right. And they couldn't – timely outburst was exposed early and was a little bit vulnerable late and she got past – she got past her well, don't get yeah. me wrong. Um, but Saleya, yeah, Saleya could – if that, that little kick Saleya gives, yeah. that, little, that little burst of acceleration. Yeah, when, Lu when Lucy asks for a effort, it's always oh, there. Oh, and she it's presses the there. button. Yeah, yeah, she um, yeah she goes. So, um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm going to side with the value um, and that's Saleya. $5 at the moment. My, my gut tells me, BJ, that just first up, I think there's going to be a few people taking on Saleya and I think Graceful Girl will be heavily supported here. Um, Grace will go under Salah over perhaps. I think we're gonna. Yeah, that. I think. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and. Um, I'm gonna try and um, shop late with Salah. I think mm -hmm. we might see some six dollars or something late on the exchange. So depends how you want to play it. I, to be honest with you, there was some three dollars yesterday, and I, I've chopped Graceful Girl because mm -hmm. I, I really do feel one of the two wins. So you, you could play this race in a, in a bit of a boring sense and, and and sort of have your one unit Graceful Girl, two units Salah, money back for Graceful Girl. You know, type yeah. thing. I really do think the winner comes from those two. Okay. No, yeah, and there's Which some, I've said nine times now. There's some uh, there's some interesting subplots as well, and um, we'll get to see what written matter um, is made of. It's coming out of two quite dominant midweek 
victories. She's got to you, as Terry said, just had no luck no luck the other day, but her previous 1,400-meter uh, victory at Ascot, which ran 122, was excellent. Then you've got other other horses who have um, calories already a stakes winner and all my monies are, are fairly on the rise. So there's a bit there's a bit of talent engaged, which you would expect in this listed three-odd feature as they move forward into the Belmont Guineas in two weeks' time over the Belmont Mile. So, yep. uh, But, yeah, for me... Graceful girl to edge past Salaya, but it's going to be close. Certainly will be. I would have loved to see written matter um, draw a gate. gate. I would have yeah. loved to see it have to carry more weight so Noski could ride it too mm-hmm. because, uh, yeah, sharp operator written matter, but this is a different kettle of fish from barrier nine. Like, that's just – And if they go forward, the it could be through. You're going to go back apparently. You're yeah. going to go back. Oh, it's already been announced? Uh, yeah, it's been – there was an article written. I think Julio um, interviewed. Yeah, uh, I'm at back. Just, I couldn't see a spot so, for it. Well, I, I think if they go mid – I think there's a spot midfield there with a couple of slow ones in – Graceful Girl, all my money, Benji's and Calorari. Mm. I think there could be a gap there if they want to settle um, in that spot, but you're taking the risks in deep then, you know. So, um, yeah, I think they'll leave it up to Sean and fingers crossed. But, uh, yeah, definitely a horse in their eyes, but this is an ask from that gate. Race eight is the Furphy Handicap. Oh. 1,200 metres, ratings 72 plus. Yeah. Uh, not a bad. This is a, this is a good handicap. This has got a 61 top weight, 54 minimum, good spread. There's some decent quality uh, thoroughbreds going around and uh, probably turn into one of the better betting races of the day. Yeah. Do you know what? This is this is like an overcooked uh, steak, BJ. Mm. Tough. <laughs> <laughs> Just came yeah. up with it. That's the first time I've ever used that. Uh, look, I, I don't know. Wouldn't I, matter, it wouldn't matter if you got it from Market City Meats. So. No, it wouldn't be. So, no, succulent. No such thing. Yeah, exactly no such right. Thing a tough steak from Exactly there. right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Just I'm going to ask you a couple of uh, one-word answers. Go. Uh, hot Z, forgive or um, forgive or not. Forgive. Uh, wet track. Is that why? Uh, and jockey change. And jockey change, okay. Uh, Shan That's talk. jockey change. Shan too, talk. It? Forgive or not. <laughs> Forgive uh, or not. Not. Okay, that were my only three questions, actually. I've finished now. Any more? Um, no, that's it. That's it. Um, I like with the only thing I'll say with Shan Talk, I like the fact they found a race with no weight, nice map. Yeah. But the winning jockey and back to no blink is how it was. Uh, she was running her best race. That was the, te- the template. The template, yes, yeah. exactly. They've, uh, they've all come back together. But um, no, she, um, yeah, she looked a bit sloppy there. But uh, Put up lame, lame last start. That was only two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. Oh, you got to remember, and first start with Vicky Corver on it was, remember, she, yeah. went, she went huge first start with Vicky on it. Love Shan Talk, but it, I don't know, like it's. It's the right setup. It's the right, the right setup. setup. It's 100% because this, yeah. this race, is a, it's a funny one. There'll be, opinions will be varied here. I mean, Serenity, but it'll, be, it'll be a pressure race as well. So if there's any chink in her armour, like she's going to get exposed. It's not like she's going to be able to get a soft, soft map because Gates of Babylon, like with uh, Mitchell Pateman on, likes to roll. There's a bit of – there's uh, some other Who'd speed. Who do you have leading? I think I had Gates of Babylon leading Magnus. You're going to have the pace to kick up with a, over the first 100 or so? Yeah, I'm just – I'm interested map-wise um, if Gates of Babylon can kick up and hold them out. I know it jumps well and whatnot, but um, maybe a couple of these could be sharper. Uh, from from out wide is where we're going to see a fair degree of the speed coming with Hot Z drawn 11 and Excellent Dream drawn 12. Uh, Magnaforce obviously in seven. They're happy to sit Magnaforce, mm. happy to lead. They've been pretty vocal with that. They're happy to yeah, sort of lead ride. if they can, but they're not going to cook it to lead. Exactly yeah. right. And that's um, that's probably the best way to be. But uh, yeah, it definitely could kick up. It's it's, it's a funny old map in that sense. Um, I, don't, I don't think they're hell bent on leading with Excellent Dream these days either. So. No, no. Uh, They'll be looking for a bit of a Guns and Navarone top setup, I reckon. Then mm. uh, feel like lack, lacked uh, from the wide gate, try and tuck in with the speed coming across, which isn't an impossibility. But um, yeah, you're asking, you're asking a little bit. But um, yeah, no, I, I found. Thought, I thought a, Gates of Babylon could, if Mitchell really wants to, he can burn a bit early, hold the lead, and then maybe depends what they want to do. Maybe and it depends how aggressive they want to be with Hot Z after he sort of 
overexerted and blew up out in front last Saturday as well. So they'll be looking at the mile um, with uh, and 1,400, 1,600 gates of Babylon, I yep. think, to be trying to win races. So whether they want to cook it and have a real crack early or just, um, yeah, give another prep run, I'm not entirely certain. Mm. But no, I found this a difficult race to, to dissect, BJ. I'm sure you're going to point us in the direction of a winner, though. Oh, I thought Serenity Base stood out, even though she's um, interesting. She's never raced over 1,200 metres. I did notice that. She's raced yeah. over 1,100 metres the first start in the race. Everything subsequent to that has been 1,300 and above. Um, in saying that, though, she's usually trials prior to her first up run, and Team Williams have opted just to take her straight to the races. Quality mare, she's got dig deep form. Have we ever mentioned? That's, that's have we form. mentioned dig deep not enough. in this podcast? Not enough. Uh, it's got dig deep form from her last run in the Grandstand Cup last start. Flies fresh, likes Belmont, top jock, good gate. Uh, first up, got some real quality about her. Uh, does Serenity Bay. First time she's been in a ratings race for a while. And um, uh, yeah, for me, she, she ticks, ticks most of the boxes. She can land in the first five, six in running, five, six, seven in running, sort of just forward to midfield for mine. Um, angling out underneath Chris Parnham. I think Serenity Bay just looks a horse to beat for one. Mm, it's a career high weight, I think she carries yeah, as well, yeah. which is quite interesting. It's funny, you look at obviously ratings are all, all, all done on numbers and the races they go into, but you look at some, sometimes you just look and you go, it looks, a horse looks well weighted. And I, I saw, I looked at this and I thought, she looks oddly weighted here. She looks oddly, like I don't know how well in she looks. But Yeah, um, no, that's a fair point. And maybe that's why they race her out of her grade as well to keep her weight off. But, mm -hmm. but she did run second to Carbon, in their Carbon Club to Nerf Bosk uh, at Ascot and Railway Stakes yep. last year. Then she came back for the Pinjar Classic, Bunbury Stakes, Grandstand, and she was really competitive in all three of those races. How many other of these horses other than maybe Excellent Dream Hot Z have that and maybe Special Choice a touch have that level of quality about them? I, yep. I don't know. So if um, she might, the, the weight might be a sticking point, but regardless, if, if Serenity Bay doesn't run First and second, I'd be very surprised. First or second, I'd be very surprised. Mm -hmm. So who who Good has confidence? Who has confidence. The, yeah, I think so. I think yep. from a class point of view, who has the quality to to knock her off? I think Hot Z at his best, excellent dream at its best, and I just reckon that he's a funny old bugger. But Guns and Navarone, I reckon he's just about back in in. For good enough form to win another set. That he got uh, he got a bit stiff. The oh, he should have won. Yeah. Yeah, Jason just decided that was his spot in Smart Princess and said, sorry, Lacto. Sorry, Lacto. Out the back door. So yeah. I think even Jason knew uh, he was at fault there. So that, that probably tells you the story, doesn't it? But yeah, uh, they were both sort of jostling for the one position. and well, uh, really and, jostling. Lacto had it and Jason said, no, I'll tell you what. Yoink. Tell you what, Did you say yoink? Yeah, he said yoink. Yeah, he said gank. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, that's mine, young fella. That's my spot. Jeez, yeah. Yeah, it was probably a good thing, beat when he old. That's guns. Mr. Brown's jacket. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. For me, Serenity Bay stands out. If you're going to try and find something to beat, I've got to find something with some real quality. Where's that coming from, Guru? Oh, look, I, I kept coming back um, to Excellent Dream. Uh, to be honest with you, I think from the the map, very hard to back with confidence, and I'm not wouldn't take the five fifty either. Uh, it's one I'd probably hope for a price, and we've seen Excellent Dream drift wildly at times and win. Um, but one thing we know about Excellent Dream is it's a winner. It just just knows it just knows how to win. Um, yeah, if Lacto can get across, get some cover at the twelve hundred, um, real twelve hundred meter horse is Excellent Dream. Um, yeah, I think it'd be super super hard to beat. But you, you, there's every there's every chance we're getting cast three deep here, and you, you cook very early. Coming off you know. an elevated temperature, on coming off. Yes, yeah, exactly right. Off a week ago, that's another negative. That's another reason I can't really get excited about the five fifty. But it's the type of race where it wouldn't surprise me if the money comes big for yours and um, and excellent dream trades at double figures on yep. the exchange, and then we, we've got ourselves a bet. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, the one thing I like about Excellent Dream and these two horses is um, is the last win carried big weight with Brad Willow or Paul Harvey on board. Brad Willow was the last yep. win, yeah. Yep, and um, so what happens now is you go, okay, you're probably getting towards sort of peak rating where I think it can win races, but Lactar goes on, so you get another win. So the apprentice is like, okay, we're giving ourselves another chance. So the 59 is actually a luxury weight for a horse like Excellent Dream here. So yep. um, no real issue in that sense. I think Magnaforce is going to be um, – People are going to put that down as a fluky win. I don't think it probably deserves to be a longer price than Shantork or over double the price of Hot Dead Special Choice. I, I don't think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I think there's any reason Magnaforce can't win another race, to be honest with you. Um, and the real, the forgotten runner, it's $23 at the moment, um, probably uh, probably even drifts from that number. Um, but Fred Dag on the minimum, um, can run a real race here. First up, I was going to say the stewardship board, it was held up the entirety of the yeah. straight. Jason was, I don't know what Jason was doing. I think he was just... Um, as Krupa says, I think he was just picking up his paycheck and going home that day. I don't think he had a huge amount of interest in the, in the race or, uh, or I don't know, did, just didn't seem overly um, competitive is probably the word I would like to use there. Um, but, yeah, I think Fred Dagg is a horse with the minimum that can definitely run you a race. So, um, yeah, wide open leg and uh, if you're having a quaddy, good luck. Mm. But BJ reckons you just go one out. What do you think is special choice? Just a horse special choice, mm. you know. I she's I think good, special she choice she was. Time. Yeah, I think I think she's got gate speed too. And you saw the win she, she traveled had, strong the other day. The yeah. win she had last campaign, she sat in the breeze. So I reckon from nine, Pike will look to pop under hot Z and excellent dream and come across and yeah. cover them. Right. If he can land on speed with cover, um, yeah, she can definitely win the race too. It's one of those races, literally, you can say um six or seven of them can win can win the horse race um with the right one, with the right luck. So yeah, it was Sir Mambo, career low weight by four kilos as well, by the way. 51 and a half. What's, taken him, what's taken him so long? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But um, it'll be interesting to go how a horse that notoriously does it pretty tough deep with the 60 kegs um, goes with the 51 and a half on it. Can, right, um, might so. be able to scoot along a little bit out there. But, um, yeah, look, pushed for a tip, excellent dream. But um, I'm not jumping out of my skin. You're definitely a lot more confident than I am here. Yeah, Serenity Bay on top. Uh, comfortably. Uh, well, not comfortably, but you know what I mean. Uh, I think she stands out to Comfortably. Me. Hot Zed. Panels. Hot Zed, excellent dream, special choice. To me, they seem the only three horses with the, the talent to knock off Serenity Bay. If this was a, the, the get-out stakes, we talked about Serenity Bay, 3.7 lengths or something. Well, sorry, two decimal points, 3.75 lengths. Yeah, very good, Terry. Uh, Thanks for correcting yourself. Is, uh, is, is that the type of margin you'd be putting in here? No, I don't think she's that kind of horse. I'd uh, be looking at uh, somewhere between three-quarters of length and a length and a half, I'd say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> precise. He's not just tipping your winners at four dollars fifty. He's going to tell you the exact margin they're going to win by. I like this. Anyway, speaking of get out, yes, I was, I was just going to you seg. Do it. You do I was it. just going to seg there. Here you go. Uh, it is time for the get out stakes. S T E A K S. First past the post. Best first in. Best dressed. You know that. You know the rest. You know the drill. You know the rest. They're very good. <laughs> very good. Uh, uh, he's a poet and he doesn't even know it. Terry Layton. Mate, this you don't know how how popular this uh, this Twitter base. I've heard it's is. popular. Yeah, I've heard it's. I heard it's very popular. Yeah, yeah, it's growing. Even. It's growing. Mm. Its popularity is 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 ever increasing as well. So, get out steaks brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Cannonball Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, he is the main man. Uh, swing past, say good day to Timmy at the Cannonball Markets there at Market City Meats, and uh, they'll look after you. That is for sure and certain. Now, episode seventy-eight winner was Stuart Miller. Congratulations, Stuart! He was uh, nearest the pin with his Nero Dio. Nero Dio, I got to remember that. Brittany Taylor mm. gave us a lesson on that mm-hmm. last Thursday. Nero Dio. 
Uh, he was closest to the margin, almost got a bang on. So Stewart got the uh, got the uh, collect there. And um, hopefully he's been out to see Timmy and his team and has, has got that gourmet beef package from Market City Meat. Now, to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, race nine at Belmont this Saturday, uh, hit us up on Twitter at the11pod. Let us know who you think will win Race nine of the day and a decimal winning margin. Two decimal places preferred. Sam White, that rule, first in, best dressed. Okay. All right. It is the Cool Ridge Handicap. That's an easier one for me to mm. pronounce. I like that. I like when they finish the day with a couple of nice uh, one-syllable words. Cool Ridge, yeah, one-syllable words. <laughs> Just a little double check there. Um, the Cool Ridge Handicap over the 1,400 metres. And this is uh, this is definitely a – I'm going to call it a double decimal point um imperative mm-hmm. uh get out stakes here bj um i think bright diamond is an absolute walking living breathing certainty in this last race of the day i think most people don't say it oh tomorrow it just just wins just wins oh i can't say that no <laughs> britney's right actually anytime you say just wins they uh they uh they paddled so uh <laughs> what did we give a just wins to last week we didn't know didn't just wins over h did we no i don't think so she would have got dirty if we did that but uh look bright diamond um yeah, fairly obvious what happened first up there. Mm. Uh, held up. I, I, I thought uh, I sort of mentioned afterwards. Or did it have its chance? You know, did, did it have a chance that I watched the head on again? And Sean McGrady, uh, I love to see it. Uh, very aggressive riding on Apollo was sort of um, saying, "No, nah, I'm not giving you any opportunity to have a proper crack." So while Pikey looks like um, from the side on angle, looked like he got clear running room. I don't think he got a huge amount of it at any real stage. And she was a good thing licked, as good a thing licked as you will um, as you will see. Uh, I think she's going places. I I don't know if she's going to be. Um, I'm, I always trying to figure out at this point of time who's going to be the one that does the inspirational girl like last year or Galaxy Star from years gone by and be sort of Bob's potential railway or something. I think he's thinking leading girl. Um, but Bright Diamond's probably not an impossibility if he can. She can keep uh, improving. But um, look, Barrier Four, she jumps well. Her only go at the fourteen hundred. She uh, was in a three horse photo. Got the Bob over Puckapunyal and Levitate, two horses who are very, very, very sharp in their own rights. Who's Levitate? Um, Whatever happened to it, might have to it is. check whatever. in Simon A. Whatever happened to it, yeah. But um, yeah, look, I, I think she parks herself and there's not a huge amount of speed. Lands in fourth or sixth spot. Uh, she's a pretty professional racehorse too, yeah. Bright Diamond. Um, the fact she's had two trials, I'm not worried about any type of second up blues because um, this is her third public, uh, fourth public outing this campaign. So she just wins. Could smack him. Yeah, could could smack. Yeah, it's 100% right. Mm. She could uh, she could smack him. So um, yeah. just, just with the... The, just the draw on the map, really. It's just, oh, it's like, just yeah. nothing could come. Pikey I don't won't. think anything could come from no, behind. He doesn't, he doesn't get held up again. He he he, he cops a suspension here rather than getting held up again on her. Yeah, nothing will be able to come from behind and beat her. Anything in in front of her, she's going to zoom past. So, yeah, and the money has been uh, big. Yeah, I missed the yeah, I missed the prices this morning. Unfortunately, it's it's just a case of even money we go. You know, even money we we um, held up this morning. Yeah, held up for a run this morning, BJ. Yeah, a, bit like, a bit like Pikey on uh, Bright Diamond. I was a bit time. like Pikey on Bright Diamond. Yeah, no, a bit, bit slow, um, slow out the gates this morning, and uh, yeah, missed uh, missed a couple of the prices, which makes it very difficult. But uh, no, it's one of those ones where I'm going to be Hawkeye Betfair two bucks, and I'm I'm happy having a real go here, like a real. Uh, I'm happy having a, a proper launch. One horse though, I wanted to talk about, and I've actually marked it third favourite here, BJ. Um, is Nelson's flight. Mm. Nelson Nelson's flight is um, is low flying at the moment. So first up, sat deep the trip. Um, I, I, I sound like I'm knocking Sean O'Donnell a bit here, but it's been two of the worst rides you've ever seen. Sean, he's riding. 
I just there's some some races. I think some of the older jockeys they sort of go, we can't win from here. Just forget it. Like first up, sat deep the trip, beat three and a half, really nice run. Second up, um, he just got shuffled back on the fence. He never really showed any intent. Never really got interested. I think he just thought, oh, this is going no good. Perhaps he gave it a little go with a stick and a little a little shove. It it was the run of the race. Mm. It was so big. You know, it reminded me of last campaign. It's one of the weirdest runs I've ever ever seen. Is when Nelson's flight led. Um, a 66 plus um, at Belmont. It was gone on the turn, like gone, like absolutely cooked on the turn. Um, Windstorm came and, and, and came on the outside and won the race. Nelson's flight came back. Just, 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 you have to understand this in its entirety. Nelson's flight came back to run second. It ran a quicker last 200 than Windstorm, and it, um, who came from behind it. And, and it led and ran the quickest last two of the race. Came And it um, carried two and a half kilos more than Windstorm. And it, yeah, and it gave Windstorm weight. Like, it's just, that just, that shouldn't be happening. So, look for look for a real, I love P. Harvey going. I look for an aggressive P. Harvey. I love mm. the 28 days as horse. The last campaign went off six weeks and 21 days. So, um, it goes well off the, the little freshen ups. Uh, look for them to kick up. Probably can't hold out uh Kelvin, if they're aggressive to lead on Kelvin, but Harvey is a type of jockey that'll probably pop to the breeze or at worst hold the back of Kelvin. And um, if you're looking for some value in the last, I think the seven eight dollars a place um, for Nelson's flight is um, is good value. And uh, if I don't see my uh, even money bright diamond, that might be the more um, passionate bet in the last. Mm, I'm with Terry. Bright diamond is my best of the day. Oh, I thought you were tipping Nelson's flight, but uh, she's she's a charmer. Is a good filly in her own right. I see that Bernie Miller's opted to. Take this path rather than tackle the raconteur stakes earlier in the day. She's a charmer. I imagine Patrick Carberry will just be following William Pike on Bright Diamond everywhere they go, and Bright Diamond um, will will probably drag She's a charmer into second place. I would say, if if that map turns out the way it is, and She's a charmer stands out for me as, as comfortably the the second pick in the race. Uh, good filly on the rise, and she's going to win uh more races but i don't think she can uh she can match bright diamond uh on saturday no concur completely i'm not sure if she's a charmer is um without being too harsh i don't think it's as good as i initially thought either i think this prep it's been good but not great i thought it could come back and be like wow like cup night top level um for, for bernie miller but i don't know if she's a charmer is potentially as good as i initially thought so um with angelic miss she's a charmer and uh one other comfort me in the race BJ. yeah comfort me yeah um i'm hoping hoping crossing my fingers don't think we'll see it but i'm hoping there's some money for one of those three um with a little bit of passion which means we might see something beginning with a two on the exchange if i see something beginning fingers with crossed two, fingers crossed we put our money in mm, okay in and out betfair exchange betfair exchange betfair.com.au betfair.com.au bet harder and smarter okay uh we in alignment in the last not very exciting though is it they're the top ones you'd love to see a little just a little 260 you get out they're going to be jostling for position yeah. get out stakes aren't they yeah they certainly will. margin will be imperative oh, it will might even need three decimal points this week <laughs> let's not confuse people <laughs> eh? guru it's time for our betfair best betting proposition of the day Yes, uh, my best. We usually try and go a bit wild, look for the value and this and that. There's, no, it's a really a card where I'm, um, I'm struggling to, to get uh, 
too enthusiastic about much. I just think Bright Dawn wins the last BJ. So if we can get our even money, I'm, I'm pretty happy just saying let's just let's let's save save the best for last. Save the best for last. I'm with you. Double down. Bright right. Diamond. I best like of that. the best of the day. Now hopefully hopefully that uh, little bit of uh, what are we looking for? A little bit of two two two, 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 two. two. Oh god, I'd love to see some two two. two. two, two, two would be great. Oh. Take your commission. You're sort of talking two fifteen, but geez, I'd love a bit of love a bit of Richie. Laughing. Bano. I'd be oh Jerry me. Mm. Yeah, a bit of Richie Bano would go down very. Very well. Uh, 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 Maddie, now, am I allowed to? Um, you can adjudicate here. My Maddie, the, my, my best Ruffy is in the same race. I reckon it will trade 60 to 1 on Betfair. Doesn't worry me. Uh, Nelson's flight. Um, yeah, it has to be Nelson's flight. I know it's the same race as Bright Diamond, but um, uh, I am a pretty keen Nelson's flight. We'll run a race far better than its price. Yeah. And it uh, probably gets out to long After account. the day we've had, I'm not too fussed about it at all, too. <laughs> Uh, my Maddie for the day is race eight, number five, Guns and Navarone. A bit of $26 available at the yeah, moment. Yeah, no, I don't mind that. Um, mind that. It goes nicely for Bradley, Bradley Parnham as well. In form. Yep. Um, should have won his last two, really. Mm-hmm. Should have won last start, rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's uh, probably a bit over as $26. All right. Uh, and our lay, 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 lay. Um, what are kind we? Kind of hard. What actually. are we? Yeah, it is. It is difficult. Um, I just go back to the well every single week, but not to be missed because it's yeah. under five bucks. I feel like that's my threshold. I'm not going to lie, mention anything above that price, but again, it's gone up under five bucks. So. I'll tell you what, it's just a it's a, a horse you can uh, set your watch to to lay. And uh, so, yeah, we'll take on not to be missed again. It's currently $4.80. Um, but, yeah, while I think a lot of the fancies are underpriced, I think a lot of them will be hard to beat. Yeah, I agree with that. I went searching and um, for my Maddie and we have to give one. So I've landed on race two, number one, Madame Torio. Madame uh, Torio. Not my Maddie, as my lay, sorry. The my speedster. Lay. Yeah, yeah, just... Just got a couple of couple of queries there about Madame Torio, but uh, she was the best I could come up with, so she is my lay of the day, race two, number one. All right. Very good stuff. Um, enjoyable podcast as always, BJ. Any, any exciting plans for the uh, WA Day long weekend? No, no, just dream time at the G. Uh, dream time at the G. Yeah. Dream time at Optus on Saturday oh, night. Oh, yeah, dream time at Optus. That's yep. a cracker. I sold out 24 hours. Yep. Yeah, I wish I, I, wish I um, jagged a, a ticket for that, actually. That would have been uh, quite the uh, quite the spectacle. I'm going to the Dockers game instead on Sunday somehow. Don't ask me how that's a Hopefully, uh, I can't see it myself, but hopefully the Eagles can score a bit of an upset win at the, at the SCG. First, yes. First win at the SCG since 1999, I think, on Sunday. Yes. Oh, it's a, yeah, versus Carlton at the SCG, yep. isn't it, obviously? Yeah, yep. Cripper coming around shortly, so I'm sure he won't be cheering for uh for the budgies no. on uh on sunday but uh, i tell you what it is a it is a big big game uh for the eagles um yeah as i said i reckon if we can just stay in touch stay at the bottom half of the eight creep into a home final fifth or sixth, get all the big guns back for the finals i, I reckon don't like the budgies off just yet i like your faith there. yeah a little bit of optimism mm. but uh no good luck punting northern pinjara ascot a couple of dirt tracks as well it's all that belmont sorry it's all happening over the weekend everyone uh enjoy your long weekend stay safe punt well and until next week on the one one